podcasters in the greater Portland area. Your daily show prep begins now. Good morning to you. It is two minutes and 15 seconds after the hour of five in this, the month of September in the year of our Lord, 2009. Thank you for coming by and making it part of your listening day. We are live from the plushly appointed yet not overly ostentatious studios of Rock 101, KUFO in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. And it uh, is a Friday morning. It's the Rick Emerson radio program. It's 503-228-4101, 503-228-4101. If you would like to join us today via the telephone, 503-228-4101, or you can text if you'd like at 520-5251, and uh, you can email it's rick at rickemerson.com. Rick at rickemerson.com, Sarah with an H at kufo.com, Tim at kufo.com, or uh, Greg Nibbler, our esteemed production uh, assistant, and evil genius, by the way. What was that Olsen twin song you had put together for the Survive It and Drive It thing yesterday? I don't think I've ever heard that before. I believe it's called the Mommy Song. Do you know the song about uh, which we're speaking, Sarah? I don't think I've heard it. I think I must. It's the Olsons, and they're singing a song about a mother's love and how a mother is there to hold you and comfort you. And, of course, neither of the remaining Survive It and Drive It contestants are able to do that because they're sitting in a truck congealing in their own grease. The best part is how it runs. I want to hear an update. I I haven't looked at the web feed for a few hours. Well, I mean... I'm amazed that the cameras can even show anything at this point because there's just, it's like an avalanche of, of sort of greased up cheese and cardboard boxes that are just, they're just sort of half-lifing into one contiguous kind of uh, drippy sort of oozing mass. It's, um, you do it's get kind of the, making me want to throw up. <laughs> well... I mean, if only we could instill that same sensation in one of them, everything could be everything and then could it would be all be done. Everything could be done, and everyone could go home. But um, so Greg had put together this uh, this tape of you know this this whole playlist of a series of songs for the Survive It and Drive It thing, and one of them is this Olsen twin song about mommy, and it, I don't know about three, four, five, six, forty minutes into it, it just hits the words. What is the phrase where it starts to skip? Something about I'm sorry, we lost oh, Greg's mic. That. Yeah, that was my fault. I, I believe it's something about uh, "Mommy, we need you every day," <laughs> and it skips. It "Mommy, play. we need you every day," and that Mom. phrase yeah. plays like 75 times in a row before it continues. <laughs> really, is uh, it's quite something. Also, yesterday we unveiled. Uh, this was created by three guys, I believe, from MIT, or maybe I just think that everything brainy comes from MIT. But Wired Magazine had three scientists to get together and create what they believed. You know, sort of uh, objectively, scientifically speaking, to be the worst song ever created. And it was a 21-minute composition in about five different parts that was designed to be quantifiably the worst thing ever committed to music. Was it annoying? It's awful. It's so you have to play a little bit of it because I haven't heard this. Oh, it is really one of the worst things I've ever heard in my it's life. It's horrible. Yeah, they got to hear uh, all 21 minutes of it yesterday. And then I just had this big vomit montage that I played, so going to be a great day. It's 503-228-4101 if you would uh, like to be part of today's program. Also, a pair of tickets to see KISS at some point this morning. We'll be giving those away. And a final pair of tickets tomorrow night's uh, Pearl Jam show. Pearl Jam tomorrow. 
Clark County Amphitheater, so the final pair of tickets for that. We'll talk to Dax Holt from TMZ, Aaron Duran from geekinthecity.com, and from Allison Chains, Sean Kinney. Uh, that is coming up that uh, show tomorrow night as well. Good morning, Sarah Dillon. How are you? It's a jam-packed day. Yes, it is. Oh, I'm doing all right. I'm having some lady problems. I'm just going to come out with it. I'm having horrible cramps. But other than that, I'm I'm doing fabulous. I'm excited for Pearl Jam. I'm going to go see him tomorrow. Let's all be clear that I'm not asking any more about that. I know. I appreciate it. No, just like once every like six months, I get just horrible, horrible pains. And it's just, I'm, I'm really not happy right now. But I'm a game day player. Happy to be here. I'm going to be on this side of the counter. Okay. I'll be over here. Okay. Um, yeah, I've never seen Pearl Jam. I've been a fan of theirs. How was that like, possible? I don't know. Since I was like 10, I've loved them and have not seen them. I'm so, so excited for tomorrow. That's part of the American mandate. You must see Pearl Jam. It just it just goes with living in this fine country. Oh, I know. And I want to hear um, more songs off of their new album because I haven't heard the whole thing yet. Uh, so that is uh, tomorrow night and we'll have a final pair of tickets for that as well as a copy of the new CD, uh, Backspacer. Ladies and gentlemen, at the news desk, your personal uh, Savior Tim Riley. In the news with Tim Riley. Good morning from the KUFO News Center in downtown Portland. It is now 5.07. Highs today will be in the low 80s and no rain until Tuesday. The cops say 49 year old Dorina Johnson has been found. Reports went out earlier last night when the woman was reportedly missing after living her assisted living center. She'd been uh, returning to the Evergreen Inn after being found around 11.30. Officials worried about her well-being because she suffers from schizophrenia and has a history of depression. Somebody's firing shots in Northeast Portland. Gunshots reportedly rang out near Northeast 16th Avenue and Going Street. Police have been unable to locate the exact scene where the shooting occurred. The best part is that the article phrases it as though there's only one person and one set of shots being fired in Northeast Portland. Mm-hmm. An isolated occurrence. Yes. Uh, so then we have uh, this big protest that's going on in uh, Pittsburgh with the now G20 is having their uh, big shindig. A total of 19 people arrested. The usual troublemakers like they had in Seattle and whatnot got in trouble. But now police are using a new arsenal. They're trying out these uh, new auditory weapons. Have you heard them yet? Does it's it, uh... straight out of RoboCop. And I think we can put one of these to our use a little bit later on. This doesn't involve the Olsen twins, does it? It, it does not, but uh, we have a CNN reporter here who is also uh, sprayed with uh, tear gas or pepper spray during the, these auditory weapons tests. Good so Lord. Let's listen in and hear what this is about. This is what's been happening today on the street. The protesters have shifted to several times. We don't Police. know exactly wow. what we're going to hear from here. Several hundred of them gathered. They were confronted when they started. trying to get to the convention first. Not clear at all right now. If you remain in this immediate vicinity, you will be in violation of the Pennsylvania Crimes Code. Okay. No matter what your purpose is, you must leave. If you do not disperse, you may be arrested and or subject to other police action. Other police action may include actual physical removal, the use of riot control agents and or which could cause risk of injury to those who remain. Are you sure that isn't from RoboCop? I I know that that was my oh. first thought. How could that be real? And I told Nibbler, this is something out of RoboCop. That is awesome. That sounds exactly like a, that's like Ed 209 when it's in the conference room. Mm-hmm. He said, please drop your, you have 10 seconds to comply. And then the guy puts down his weapon and Ronnie Cox just sits there as the, uh, as the dude gets filled full of lead. Mm-hmm. 
Wow, that was unnerving. We should play that many, many, many more times before the end of the show. That doesn't even sound... That sounds like a combination of RoboCop and District 9 sort of uh, happening in real life right And it's there. real. See, I was thinking the mist. Like, I was expecting, like, that siren to start going. <sighs> yes, yes, and that's when the uh, when John Lee is taken. Wow. That's uh, pretty cool, huh? That yeah. really is pretty cool, actually. I'm glad I'm a law-abiding citizen, Tim, and not a <laughs> scofflaw. Here's uh, Tim Riley. A newspaper in Fairbanks, Alaska, apologizing for publishing an offensive headline about Sarah Palin. The Daily News Miner ran a story about Palin's speaking engagement in Hong Kong that included the headline... Whore. Abroad in Asia. <laughs> I would accept either of those, actually. Genius. Uh, the editor said we made a terrible mistake. Mrs. Palin, please ex- accept this apology from the Fairbanks Daily News Miner. Abroad in Asia. Ah, that's great. It's 503-228-4101. Now I just want to say everything like that uh, uh, like that law robot in, uh, where is that, Pennsylvania? This is what's been happening in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. The Jesus. protesters have shifted the to several the times. We don't know exactly where they're going to be going from here. Back after this, we're live from downtown Portland. One KUFO. The Rick Emerson Show returns. This is Rock 101 KUFO. It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101. It is Friday morning, and a good morning to you. It's 503-228-4101. 503-228-4101. In just a few moments, we'll talk to our good friend Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com. Uh, later on this morning, Aaron Duran with The Weekend Geek. Dax Holt from TMZ. We'll talk to Sean Kinney from Allison Chains and have a pair of tickets for you to see Kiss at some point this morning. Just be listening for the glorious sounds of Paul Stanley. Tim Riley, when he's not busy terrifying us with police noises from Pittsburgh, is working on the following headlines for your Friday morning. More workers commute on bicycles in Portland than any other metro area in the U.S. And one of Charles Manson's evil followers gets hers. God kills her with brain cancer. And the investigation continues into those Everett baristas selling more than coffee. Then she turned around again and flashed her vagina. More details coming up. I have no response to that, except to play this. This is a, uh, let me just give a few seconds rest here between the flashing of the vagina and the Olsen twins, because I don't wish for there to be any confusion between the two, especially since this is from when they're like five years old. So, Shall we talk about what we did last night? I didn't tell you I went and saw David Cross last night. I didn't tell you I went and see the killers last night. <gasps> I know what no. you did last night. I I didn't even know. I thought David Cross was on. Oh, he's doing two shows, though, right? Isn't that yeah. the thing? He had a second show. He was hilarious. And uh, the guitarist had bought tickets, for, uh, purchased tickets for us like a month and a half ago because I think he thought it was in August, but it turned out it was in September. So totally forgot that it was last night, but went second row. It was awesome. He was hilarious. And he was downtown? Mm-hmm. He was downtown. And then after, went home and watched an episode of Arrested Development. Excellent. And I'm just like, God damn. Oh, my hair. So... My beautiful hair. Oh, but yeah, I watched the pilot. I watched the, oh. the first episode. And I'm just like, he is... He is so damn funny. He really is. But, you know, I, I know a couple people who, uh, I shouldn't say this, I, I forget if his second show, is his second show tonight or was last night his second show? Because I know he added a show, David Cross did. I don't know. I know that we got these tickets a while ago. I will say this, that I have a, uh, I have a friend of mine who's a, you know, who's a big fan and actually ran into him at one point. And he was, he was doing some, I think he was doing a stand-up gig and at one point he did, it was almost like a Q&A thing, like a, like a call and response deal with the audience. My friend of mine stood up and asked him a question and I guess 
I guess it was the wrong day, or he was it was the wrong mood, or he asked the wrong question, and I guess Cross just like lit his ass up. Oh no, for like he's five he's an minutes. ass. Yeah, he, he's he just a bastard. Was, no, he doesn't see. I don't want to hang out with him. He yeah. isn't somebody I'd want to spend time with because he every time like someone would sneeze, he'd be like, "Oh, I, I'm sorry. Is, is this your show? Is yeah. this your show?" Like he would just get like that. I'm like, I think he did. It was sort of like, "Does anybody have any questions for me?" And the guy stood up and asked him a question, and I, I think it was just he, he used the wrong combination of words, and Cross just savaged him for about five or six minutes from the stage, which is always great if you're not like that guy. Oh yeah. That's one of the big reasons I don't go to comedy shows, because the guy on stage always decides to make you part of the act. doesn't well, matter. Well, comedians are just unhappy people. Yes, they are. And, so. they, and they love any excuse to just take it out. And poorly you. endowed as well, I might add. <laughs> anyway, so I went to see The Killers. Boy, and I don't have much to say about it, except that it, by the time I left, it was, it was one of those shows where even through the earplugs that I was wearing, I thought that I had permanently <gasps> damaged my hearing. Remember two years ago when I damaged my hearing and I, I couldn't, that, it was a killer show. I kept thinking about that the entire time I was yeah. there. As the night went on and, you know, it went from, you know, this to this to this to this. And I was just picturing the cilia just being snapped off like redwoods after Mount St. Helens. I mean, it was all together. It's altogether too loud. And there was, you know, and they're kind of a, an electronic band in some ways. They have kind of that dance element to them. So there was this song that they played about halfway through. I don't know what it was called. And the song, its big repeating element was this very, very low percussive bass line that was being played on a keyboard. And it was that note that was so low and so loud that you felt it was probably shifting your internal organs around. Anyway, so, yeah, and I got home last night, and I just had the, you know, inside my ear canal. Yeah, the put a fantastic show on, but they are loud. Uh, it was so loud. Was it good, though? It was. It was really, really good. Good. Yeah, they're one of the best live bands I've seen. Yeah, it was, and you figure for just, you know, four guys, and they have a keyboard kind of stashed off stage, but for four guys who are just basically, you know, guitar, drums, bass, and vocals, I mean, it's a huge sound. It really was. It was, it was pretty impressive. My buddy's still the tour manager for them, and... Um, Last time he was in town, one of the killers, I brought him with me up to Hawthorne to the space room. And he was just, he was like the, one of the least known of the killers. And he kept looking around, like fearing that somebody would recognize him. It's like, unless you're Brandon Flowers, sweetie, nobody gives a crap. Seriously, and, and the guys in that band, none of those guys look like they belong together. Because, you know, Brandon Flowers looks like he, you know, he kind of looks like he came from a Morrissey tribute band somewhere. And then the other oh, guys totally. all look like they're from Grand Funk Railroad. <laughs> Also, uh, a big sound is this. So, uh, Greg just uh, slid this my way. So, this is the Olsen Twins song that we were playing yesterday at Survive It and Drive It, which is happening uh, as we speak at Dick Anna Dodge at the Vancouver Auto Mall. So, we, uh, I don't know how long. This goes for about 12 or 15 minutes. Moms are special people. They hurt you all the time. Nuns are special people. They help. And they, they hurt you all the time, apparently. You might be scared to try. So that's... She doesn't have much of a range. That's the, kid, you're never going to make it. Stupid child. That's the, that's the song, and it's, and it's all together. And then we got to the meat of it later on, which was just this. So that goes on for a good 90 seconds or so. <laughs> Straight ahead, we have uh, more news from Tim Riley. Steve Kastenbaum from CNN Radio New York. By the way, Steve, uh, he's not actually in New York. I think he's in Pittsburgh this morning where they're doing this terrifying suppression of uh, the urban uprising. 
So, I mean, it's just, it's very freaky, those sound effects you're playing. So we will uh, we'll ask him about this whole G20 protest that's going on. And also, in a related note, I'll ask him what the F the G20 is. Because I've already gotten a few emails about this. I have no idea. It used to be a G8. Wasn't it the G8 just well, a couple years ago? the G8 ran out of money, so they had to expand it since we blew all this money. Now we don't have any money, so now we have to go ask these second and third tier countries, hey, would you like to join us after all? Doesn't this sound like Here's a series of... Price. Does it sound like a series of Apple computers that they're phasing out? You know, try the all-new G20, now with even more insurrectional power. That's all on the way. We'll talk to Dax Holt from TMZ, Aaron Durand uh, with Week in Geek. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show, Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com, the online celebrity nudity database. Hello, my friend. What is world in the new of bosoms? <laughs> well, Rick, uh, Tucker Max uh, has a movie coming out this weekend called I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell. And uh, if you followed his career, he started out as a blogger talking about his sexual exploits. And uh, publishers uh, saw the amount of interest in it, uh, gave him a book deal, booked it pretty darn well, and uh, now he has a book out. And uh, if you've read his book, you have to figure there'd be some nudity in the movie. And in the first uh, minute, uh, it doesn't disappoint. Yvette Yates plays a deaf girl who shows breasts and butt, and there's a number of anonymous uh, topless girls uh, in this movie. So I hope they serve beer in hell is uh, opening in theaters this weekend. Um, Also, do you know the TV show The Mentalist on CBS? I do Uh, indeed. Uh, it's uh, season one is out on DVD this week, and Simon Baker Simon Baker plays Patrick Jane, a, a psychic turned private investigator. His co-star is Robin Tunney, and there's no nudity, of course, in The Mentalist. But if you're a Robin Tunney fan, you might know her also from Prison Break. Um, she did a great nude scene in a 2006 movie called Open Window, and uh, she's getting in a, a bathtub. And in honor of The Mentalist, season one out on DVD, I thought I'd uh, bring that up. To you and uh, also Cougar Town did very well last night on ABC. It debuted, and uh, Courtney Cox plays a recently divorced real estate agent in a small Florida town. Um, she, other Cougar Cougarettes in the neighborhood, Krista Miller and Busy Phillips. Uh, uh, hopefully, the show will do pretty well. Good to see Courtney Cox back on the air. But if you want to see Courtney Cox naked, uh, check out a movie she did before she hit it big on Friends called Blue Desert. It came out in 1991. She was an unknown actress. At the time, at the 53-minute mark, you could see her two friends, and uh, it's it's a pretty nice uh, topless scene from Courtney Cox. Cougar Town uh, debuted last night, and uh, that's your Courtney Cox nudity update. Awesome, as always, my friend, doing the Lord's work. Thank you so much. We'll talk, Rick. Bye. Talk to you soon. There you go. Mr. Skin, ladies and gentlemen, from MrSkin.com. More of the Rick Emerson Show in mere moments, only on Rock 101. KUFO. Weblog, streaming, podcasts, and complete archives of everything. You know what would make me even sexier is if everybody can see my acres of flesh. Visit The Rick Emerson Show at KUFO.com. It's the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO Friday morning, and good morning to you at 503-228-4101. Coming up at 6 o'clock, Greg Nibbler will be talking balls with you. Uh, coming up at uh, 6.40, Steve Kastenbaum. So Steve is in Pittsburgh where they're doing this this weird, creepy, robotic, sort of futuristic, post-apocalyptic crackdown on all the protests that are happening. So we're going to ask him... Um, 
what the hell the G20 is, and then whether or not there are, in fact, giant robot law enforcement agents roaming the street. Coming up at 7 o'clock, Aaron Duram at the Weekend Geek, Dax Holt from TMZ at 8, and at uh, 8.20, Sean Kinney from Allison Chains. Also a, uh, a special mystery guest appearing at Survive It and Drive It later oh on this morning. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I don't want to give anything away. That'll be uh, sometime in the 7 o'clock hour. Let's just say you, you will know who it is. A special... I'll just put it this way. I never thought this day would come. I never, ever, ever, ever thought this day would come. Not that I didn't imagine it or think about it. I never really thought it would actually happen. So that's it's, uh, that's at 7 o'clock. Sometime in the 7 o'clock hour, a special mystery guest appearing at uh, Survive It and Drive It. Also, be listening for Pearl Jam when you hear Pearl Jam sometime between now and 9 a.m. At that time, you'll be calling number 10, and you'll uh, score yourself uh, the remaining pair of tickets to tomorrow night's show at the Amphitheater Clark County, and uh, you can uh, get a copy of the brand-new CD uh, Backspacer along with that as well. Tickets still available at Ticketmaster.com. But our final giveaway pair is going to be sometime before 9 o'clock, so be listening for Pearl Jam. At the news desk, your personal savior, Tim Riley. <laughs> In the news with Tim Riley. Good morning from the KUFO News Center in downtown Portland, 545. High temperatures today in the low 80s and no rain until Tuesday. Looks like it's going to be a nice weekend. And we don't have any road closures to report, so even better. Or any road races or people running around or clogging traffic. And you can commute on your bike uh, peacefully. The number of bicyclists commuting to work in Portland is rising quickly. In 1996, less than 2% of Portlanders rode a bike to work. That number is going to 6.4%, more than 17,000. That according to the uh, census takers. So they started encouraging people to ride bikes here in the 1990s, and I guess it's paid off. Boy, there are terrorists everywhere to report today, and they're all getting caught. A 19-year-old Jordanian citizen... Expected to make an appearance before a federal magistrate in Dallas. Authorities are accusing him of attempting to blow up a downtown Dallas skyscraper. This is a 60-story uh, thing. And apparently the uh, the feds were in cahoots with him all the time and they didn't know it. Then there's another guy. An Illinois man is being held on charges that he tried to blow up a federal building. He's cruising around with a van and uh, he was going to push a button and blow this thing up. The button wasn't connected. The guy sitting next to him in the van was an undercover agent. Don't. Then we have this other one. We're all, I guess they're putting these all together for Friday to ruin. Remember back in the old days when they used to ruin the weekend with all this terrorist stuff? They're starting it again. Uh, this is uh, two men are charged in North Carolina with plotting terrorist attacks to attack the U.S. Marine Corps base in Virginia. You want to attack the Marines and you get what's coming to you, really. Uh, so they caught them, too. I like the idea that the guy was driving around there with a big red button that was going to blow the yeah, van up, and he blow never... Up, blow up, It's not connected. Try it again. Never bothered to check to see that it was actually wired to anything. I wonder if he's the same guy who has the huge countdown timer with, like, big digital letters and a green and red cable set that you're supposed to clip. So, anyway, uh, Sarah Dillon, you know people with uh, children, do you not? Uh, I guess. Well, I, I saw this story in Anderson Cooper last night, and for some reason, and I don't know what it started, parents are always taking... Photos of their children naked in bathtubs for some reason. That always creeps me out. It really does. And it's it's common. No one ever thought there was anything wrong with it until somebody sent their pictures uh, showing this uh, type of thing to Walmart to be developed. And now those pictures nearly cost AJ and Lisa to marry their family. The Peoria, Arizona couple is suing Walmart. Apparently, uh, Walmart called the authorities saying there's some kind of child pornography going on. Oh, so they send their photos to be developed, and the Walmart guy says, what's this kid in a bathtub? Let's call the man. Exactly. Nice. Um, there's no, like in a Walmart, there's no sign that says they're going to turn, you know, your photos over to the police if there's any nudity at all. And so you, you get shocked by it. You get completely surprised.
So don't take your uh, bath time photos from Walmart for processing anymore. Oh, our, our warning is really if you have, you know, bath time, family photos, I would not take them to, you know, any place to get them processed because you never know what somebody's going to see in those photos. Or you could just wait for your kid to put on some pants. How about that, Chester? Why don't you just uh, Why don't you just wait until your kid is not naked before you start snapping photographs? If only for the kid's future embarrassment, uh, if nothing else. I mean, I'm not saying there's anything untoward about it, but I, that's a thing I've never really gotten. I'm not, I mean, I'm not, not trying to imply most, this most anything. Most parents do. But see, the, the vast majority of them do. And I don't, I, I do not mean to indicate that there's anything inappropriate going on, certainly, but I just, but it's, but I don't understand. Like, you've got the kid 24 hours a day. Can you not wait five minutes to take a photograph? It's just a goddamned kid. I mean, really, it's, it looks pretty much the same as all the other kids on your block, even when it's nude. So why don't you just uh, You're wait? You're not very sentimental. Wait until the kid covers up its penis or something before you decide to get your Nikon out, huh? Well, I understand a lot of pictures, but yeah, the, the naked thing's a little that, that's what I mean. It's not like the kid's going to go anywhere. I mean, look, unless you just kidnapped it and you want to take some photographs, like, you know, for your own memories before the cops come and, you know, and they rescind the uh, the child ownership... Why don't you just uh, why don't you just wait and get some later on when everything seems to be covered up? This makes well, no sense to me at all. Maybe, my parents, to their credit, have no photos of me in the bath, to the best of my knowledge. That was not a thing that was ever sitting around the house because otherwise it's like you know you're going to school and you bring over you know like a friend for uh, you know for lunch or dinner. Or you have God forbid you have some girl that you're interested in and she comes over to meet your parents. Would you like to see a photograph of Sarah when she's nude running through a sprinkler? Yeah, no, no. my parents don't have any naked pictures of me either. See, because it's just odd. You know what I mean, Tim? Your parents? Did they photograph all you all when it was uh, when you were getting your scrubbing done? Yes, they did. See, in a bassinet. In a bassinet? Oh, I see. Like if you were like if you had gone down for a nap or something. Yeah, not in a bathtub though. But I mean, were you uh, wrapped in swaddling clothes at that time? Probably. It yeah. was a yes, yeah, a conservative Catholic household. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to imply that there's anything weird going on with the parents. It just the only thing weird about it is that parents have this. They view the kid as like some sort of a tourist destination that's about to be demolished, that they have to get as many photographs of us. But photographs, by the way, that are never looked at. It's like when you see these people wandering around Disneyland and they've got the video camera and they're going into the small world ride. And they are taking hours of video that will never be watched anywhere by anyone. Neither of these things are as creepy as the people who feel compelled to take photographs of their dead loved ones at funerals. Oh, which is, I, I hadn't heard about that. Oh, man. It's, have, you, have you never been to a funeral where the family's uh, the, the snapping photographs? No, and I, I have plenty of dead relatives. Uh, it's the strangest thing. Uh, I mean, I don't want to pick on Laura, but when we went to her grandmother died a few years ago, and we went to the funeral, and... You you have to ask yourself, like, what is the social event in the future where these photographs are going to be taken out? Like, is it, I mean, is there going to be a particularly lackluster 4th of July at some point where the fireworks display isn't quite as gripping as you would hope? Hey, here's some photos of grandmother, though. It was this, it was the weirdest thing. I found it very uh, uncomfortable. I actually had to leave the room. That's the first I've heard of that. No, and the guy, and there, she had this family member who was like, he kept switching lenses back and forth. He couldn't get, couldn't get the right amount of zoom, apparently, as the grandmother was laying there. It was all very weird. I knew someone who had a child die and took a series of pictures posed with the dead child see but at least oh. there you can make the point that like you didn't have the kid very long so you know you gotta it's just sad that i mean it was really disturbing to see like i understand how people deal with grief in different ways but yeah seeing a, a, a dead baby propped up it was just a little a little unnerving that is one of life's truer good statements good morning happy friday everyone also one of life's true statements your father is supposed to protect you not you here's tim riley at the news desk then she turned around again and flashed her vagina Time for a Jackson watch. Here's your Jackson watch. Oh, I gotta, I gotta finish up that new Jackson watch theme. I think I'm subconsciously trying not to let this one go because I love it so much. 
premature separation anxiety over this Jackson Watch theme. Here's Tim Riley with your Jackson Watch for Friday. Michael Jackson praised the showmanship of Hitler, describing him as a genius. Jackson was also convinced that he uh, could get rid of the Fuhrer's evil. His amazing claims made to a rabbi are revealed. In That's the exactly who you want to make those claims to. <laughs> he told the rabbi Hitler was a genius orator. Uh, to make that many people turn and change and hate? Wow, what a showman. The rabbi uh, put it to the singer who died. You believe that you, if you had an hour of Hitler, you could teach him something? Jackson said, absolutely, I know I could. He insisted, nobody is all evil. You have to help them, give them therapy. He, he should know. Uh, teach them that somewhere, sometime in their life, that they did something wrong. The Jewish holy man, a rabbi at Oxford University for 11 years, taped more than 30 hours of interviews with Michael Jackson. Okay. I... Is... But I... The headline of the sun says, Jacko, Hitler was a genius. All right, well, fair enough. Well, I guess... Somebody's on a deadline. Why why should it just be George Lucas who steals ideas from Hitler? I mean, okay, fair enough. Whatever. There's there's Michael Jackson for you. There's your Jackson watch for... I have nothing to add to that. There's your uh, Jackson watch for Friday on the Rick Emerson radio program. You're sure this wasn't a joke, right? It was like Michael Jackson, a rabbi, and Hitler all sit down in, a, in an office or something? That's coming soon. All right. Uh, Greg Nibbler's Ball Talk at 6 o'clock. Steve Kastenbaum from CNN Radio at 640 to talk about uh, these weird futuristic weapons they're unleashing on protesters in Pittsburgh, like, as we speak. 7 o'clock, Aaron Duran is the Week in Geek. Dax Holt from TMZ. And uh, more updates on Survive It and Drive It. Today they were live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. KUFO, Portland. It's the Rick Emerson Show live from Portland. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for joining us. It's 503-228-4101. 503-228-4101. Coming up at 620, we'll do our first check-in with Survive It and Drive It this morning. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this on the air, if this is just a thing we were talking about earlier, but... Sometimes you just can't believe the things that you are required to say here. Katie apparently covered herself in deer urine. It sounds like we're talking about a not-too-terribly-bright kid that we have to take to a counselor at some point. You know like, what I mean? Like dunked herself in it or sprayed it on herself? I don't think dunking is the right... That would require probably more deer urine than, than the family had access to. But then again, I don't really know the family. So who's to say? Who's to say what they might just be collecting in jugs for no reason? Maybe like, it's good for her skin. Well, that's always possible. Anywho, so if you get near the uh, Survive and Drive It vehicle today and you ask yourself, hmm, what smells like animal whiz? Uh, the answer is Katie. It's 503-228-4101. 503-228-4101. That's coming up at 620-640. Steve Kastenbaum will uh, join us from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. 7 o'clock, Aaron Duran with the Weekend Geek. And at 8 o'clock, Dax Holt uh, from TMZ. Tim Riley is tracking the following stories for you on this Friday. The River Rat has struck again. An old bald guy from glasses makes an enemy in the diamond business. A Charles Manson girl dies, and New Yorkers are being urged to paint their roofs white. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time once again for... Oh, I'm sorry. This is uh, actually me. I should have this uh, audio ready for the... uh, And with the whole... Ah, there we go. Ladies and gentlemen, will you please make way for Greg Nibbler and... Your father is supposed to protect you. (laughs) (laughs) Ball talk. The most awkward of segues. All right. Uh, (laughs) It was like... 
It's like God just wants that Mackenzie Phillips thing to play all the time. My whole opener to this was I was going to say, we're going to find out who's going to be crying in just a few minutes. <laughs> now that I feel really weird about saying that. But anyway, uh, so we'll work backwards this weekend. Uh, NFL news. All right. So it is a big weekend in, in the NFL. Um, there's a lot of big games going on. Chicago is at Seattle, where Seattle is most likely going to be without Hasselbeck and therefore probably without any chance of winning that game. And their season, uh, their season's not looking too good right now. Miami's going to be playing at San Diego. I think that's going to be a really good game. Atlanta is playing at New England, which is going to be interesting because essentially that's uh, Tom Brady. You know, New England just lost last week. Tom Brady's somehow got to bring them back. And uh, Matt Ryan's kind of the future Tom Brady, so the future person to hate is Matt Ryan. But right now, I hate Tom Brady more, so I'm going to say uh, I'm hoping for Atlanta in that game. Because of the Super Bowl wife and whatnot? Yeah, because of the hot model wife and the fact that he's hosted Saturday Night Live like six times and that he's an all-around, you know, four, four-time four Super Bowl champion. There's a lot of things to hate there, and uh, I think that far overpowers the uh, future hatred I'll have of Matt Ryan. I like the idea that he's he's hit some sort of a tipping point where there's so much going right in his life that we must root for his destruction and, and implosion. Yeah, I mean, well, that's the only way to do it. you got to root for the downfall of those that are successful. Done and done. Uh, and uh, San Francisco is going to be playing at Minnesota, and that's going to feature two of the top rushers in the game, Frank Gore and Adrian Peterson, and Michael Vick will be making his regular season debut with the Philadelphia Eagles this week. They're going to be taking on Kansas City. The starter, Donovan McNabb, is out, and they've said that Vic is not going to start. They're going to they have another backup that's going to be starting, but Vic is already complaining about this. Three, He hasn't even played in the regular season yet. Somebody actually signed him so he could make his comeback, and he says, this is not the exact scenario I thought would play out. I thought I'd be playing with the team and actually starting. So he's already complaining. The guy's been in jail for two years, and and he's actually getting a chance to play, and he probably will end up starting, but he decided that's not enough. He's got to start complaining now. So uh, that's going to be an interesting game to see. In uh, college football, it has been a season of upsets, and that's actually been really cool. Uh, Mississippi, which was uh, undeservably ranked number four, was upset last night by the South Carolina Gamecocks. And uh, it's also going on this weekend. Number six, California, is at Oregon. That's going to be an interesting game. If Oregon can win that, they actually have an opportunity to pretty much recover this season uh, as best as they can after losing to Boise State. Arizona is going to be at Oregon State, and OSU is going to try to fix what they screwed up last weekend. Hopefully they can do that. So who is going to be crying this weekend? Well, there's a few teams, I believe, that will be crying this weekend. Washington is going to be uh, playing Stanford. Now, Washington got ranked number 24 after take, knocking off USC. That's way, way overestimating how good they are. And I think uh, they're Huskies fans. Those people are diehard, and they're really excited right now, which is going to be great to watch them when Stanford uh, takes care of that, and they will be balling all over the TV. Um, Florida at Kentucky. Florida is going to win that one. Unfortunately, they won't be crying. However... Kansas fans. Kansas fans will be crying this weekend. I think the University of Southern Mississippi will be taking them down. And my bold prediction is that uh, Louisiana State, number, uh, I believe number six, or number nine, Louisiana State is going to lose to Mississippi State, and that is going to be fantastic. So uh, there's, there's all kinds of stuff going on this weekend. And I want to say right now, the uh, Winterhawks are opening up their season on Saturday night against the Seattle Thunderbirds which is always an awesome game. And uh, Caller 10 right now 
Uh, 503-228-4101. 503-228-4101. Caller number 10 will get a pair of front row tickets to check out the Winterhawks this Saturday night. And that concludes this edition of Ball Talk. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Greg Nibbler's Ball Talk. Straight ahead our first update from Surviving and Driving at Dick Hanna Dodge. 640 Steve Kastenbaum from CNN Radio in Pittsburgh this morning. 7 o'clock, Aaron Duran with The Weekend Geek. Don't go anywhere. We return next live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. Hey, could you ruin my life, too? Maybe just destroy my livelihood or something? How about give me cancer? Maybe steal my wife? You know, whatever. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. The Rick Emerson Show returns. Well, it must be time for my nitroglycerin. My bunions hurt. This is Rock 101 KUFO. It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. I'm sorry, you just said something as, as I was putting my headphones on, and here's, I don't know what you actually said, Sarah, but here's what I heard. I've got all these baby cramps, at least it's not my booty. No, but that's I said not I anything at all have, like what you said. I would said. rather have cramps from my time of the month than cramps from having a, from a, a baby, baby inside of me. All right, okay, I just did. Uh, that's what I keep telling myself is this. Much pain as I'm in, at least it's not a baby. That's right. Women are always full of cramps. It's the and uh, babies. <laughs> it's uh, it's just it's just a few days as opposed to 18 years and. Uh, See, that's exactly it. I, It'll I, go by quick. I can play through the pain. Hey, speaking of which, I hate to be this guy, but do we know uh, that didn't ever become an issue? Well, I guess it's still going on, but the survive it and drive it thing, right? Because there was some. We had the question about you know the, the, the two chicks in in a truck and if they you know if it's uh, nature's. Uh, you know, if it's cotton pony riding time, uh, if it, uh, you know, I'm just saying. I cannot then, believe then, you're at, married. At, then, at some point, well, she doesn't listen. She's, yeah. still, she's still asleep, baby. She thinks I'm charming. I'm just oh wondering. Then, uh, at that still? point, the, would you not agree, though, Sarah, at your perspective as a woman, um, that what is tolerable or endurable uh, at certain times of the month? Let me put it this way: what is mildly irritating, mm. let's say me, at certain times during the month, becomes unbelievably irritating. Other times of the month, like today. Mm. Yes. So if that were to happen while you were sitting in a truck for weeks on end, then I'm just saying that what you might be able to endure might become a little more taxing. Okay. I'm just saying, theoretically speaking. I'm just, all right, you're forcing my hand on this. When I was there the other day, I have to tell you, they have to check everything that goes into the truck. So, like a bottle of deer urine has to be inspected for, yes. you know, for so contraband. I, I, you know for what? Quality. Just, to be yeah. fair, I won't say which lady, <laughs> but I will say that one of the ladies did show me a feminine hygiene product that she uh, was bringing in with her. Really? Oh, you? Had, oh, that was going in. So you had to check to make sure that she didn't have a file or something hidden in it. Yes. Really? You had to. How I, did didn't, that... I didn't realize that the lady, the lady that I'm speaking of, I didn't know that you had to check it. So she's just like, "Hey, come here, come here, come here." I'm like, "Okay." And she... I want to show you my tampons. <laughs> showed me actually it was worse really it was a uh it was the 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 the, uh, the with wings it was yeah like and that's how do you inspect i mean what did, what did that involve inspecting I don't know, she just, the she pad. showed it to me and i didn't know what to um, look at this sarah <laughs> i didn't understand why she was showing it to me she's do, like look at pad sarah <laughs> do, you, do you find do you find me alluring your father is supposed to protect you not all right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that special time once again. And by that special time, I mean... Rock 101 KUFO's <laughs> Survive It and Drive It Update. Live from Dick Hanna Dodge in the giant Vancouver Auto Mall. Let's pay a visit to our good friend, Buzz. He's at Dick Hanna Dodge at the corner of 4th Plain and Auto Mall Drive in Vancouver. Good morning, Buzz. How are you on this fine Friday? 
I must say I have uh, newfound respect for you guys. In what? Oh, is <laughs> it's it a getting... little early for me. Well, you know where now? What part of town do you actually live in? I'm in Southwest Portland. Okay, so this is yeah. So that was a bit of a bit of a hike. Of course, you got the morning commute going on. You're heading out there like four thirty-five in the morning. So that's not that bad. No, it wasn't bad. It's just you know, it's early. Look at the upside. You got to sleep in a bed last night, and you didn't have somebody coming and rousting you out of your slumber every three hours to get you to walk around and spray yourself with deer urine. <laughs> You know what? These guys have it easy because apparently the uh, police were around here uh, pretty early last night, and they really can't do anything. They're not supposed to yell around here, anything. I mean, there's one goofy house like a block away, and apparently they can hear somewhat, you know, something going on, but I don't know. Is this where the complaints came from? on their door. Because I understand that there was... What a happy life they must lead. (laughs) We were asked to to keep it down a little bit, and we wondered... Well, I, we couldn't figure it out because it's not a residential neighborhood. It's just businesses. And we were like, well, who would be complaining? But I guess if there's a single sole house there, I mean, they must get a lot of noise anyway. And so they... Apparently they, it's they, apartment living. I see. Okay. So, so they you must have... You know what uh, special folks are that, you know... They must have issued a request asking us to sort of uh, to, to stifle our noise. Well, they can only control it between 10 p.m. and 7 a.m., though, because that's the noise ordinance, and they're just going to have to deal with exactly. it after. So that means in 35 minutes, uh, it'll be go time once again, Buzz. So now, are they asleep right now? <laughs> so I'm expected to go? Yes. No, they're sitting up. <laughs> are they, well, have, have, you, have you spoken to Katie and Jessica this morning and no, kind of tried to suss out their, their state of mind? Let's check. I don't know. They look about as tired as I am. You should go over and uh, go over and see exactly how they're feeling hey, about should, things. One has a banana in her mouth right now. <laughs> I was going to say, Rick, you should watch the video right now. Katie's slowly eating a banana. Your father. So is how are we feeling to today, Jess? You. I'm sorry. Feeling good. Yes. Got lots of sleep. Ready for another day. <laughs> they're way too mellow. This is like a not serious game on. Katie, how you doing? Awesome, man. I got lots of sleep last night. Oh, that's the. Uh, that's I'm the. Ready to kick some butt. I'm ready for whatever y'all going to bring us this morning. Oh, uh, that yeah, sounds like a o'clock. challenge. Oh, yeah. Well, Th- that sounds like she's well, laying down the gauntlet for that. Well, I could jump in the back here in a few, and I'll be uh, hitting it. So, wait, wait. I'm sorry, what? What are you going to be doing? Okay, let me rephrase. <laughs> <laughs> so we've gone from... Remember, it's the early thing, and uh, yeah. So Buzz is My morning, filter's man. not on yet. It's like a few moments to collect your <laughs> thoughts, Buzz. Uh, yeah, what I'm going to huff some of these uh, automotive refreshener... Uh, Air refresher fumes. And, uh, I'll get back wow. I think you <laughs> should get back in the truck. I think really you ought to be a pinch contestant at this point. It sounds like you're an honorary uh, a truck survivor right, right now this morning. Hey, uh, I'm sorry. My brain is just not catching up. Did you say that uh, Jessica's eating a banana? Uh, not now, apparently. No, Katie oh. was. That's the oh, apparently. Hey, and she was uh, chewing and talking at the same time. Hold on, let me. Uh, I'm going to open the. Uh, I'm going to open the uh, the the, uh, the webcam over here. Snack pack this morning because I didn't think oh. we were giving them. Here's the reason I ask. I didn't think we were giving them any more fresh food. I thought that everything they were getting from this point on was going to be some sort of like gelatinous paste from a can. But apparently, I'm wrong about Spam? that. Spam. Yeah. Well, I they're thought... being spoiled. So uh, well, what is got a snack pack in there? What is the uh, what is the stench inside the vehicle like at this point, Buzz? Can you? Uh... Breathe it in, oh, Buzz. you would uh, push me right to that. Yes, you? yes, I would. Well, I got something to wake you up. You know, I can't even describe it. <laughs> it... Give us like one one flavor. Uh, I would say a dirty gym sock. I don't know. Is it? Uh, but is it sort of a stench? Is it kind of a sour, kind of uh, sickly it's, sweet? It's not as bad because I heard uh, Greg yesterday talking about throwing some. Was it smoked oysters or something in there? Oh I, I, yeah. I don't even smell the fish. Yeah, you know we should let's back up for a second, Greg. So we should describe this. So yesterday, 
uh, people who are watching the webcam, which is strangely addictive even now. I mean, now that there's only two of them, uh, and, you know, during the nighttime hours, a little more mellow, you wouldn't think you'd be watching it. But I went home last night. I was just, you know, the, the, the getting out my uh, clothes and stuff for today after the, the, the killer show. So I got home late anyway. Went home and just sat down in my chair and immediately found myself getting sucked back into the webcam. But if you were watching this yesterday, you saw Greg... What was it, a tin of oysters, Greg? What was the deal? Yeah, it was a tin of smoked oysters, like in their own juices. And yeah, oh, it was disgusting. And, and where where did you put it? It's uh, behind the, uh, it's in the back seat underneath some of the refuse. I'm not searching for it. Yeah, I was gonna, and I don't want to tell them exactly where it is either. But yeah, it's in the, it's in the back seat. All right, so that's uh, so that's in there somewhere. So as back the day area. goes on, that uh, it'll probably make its presence a little more pronounced. Oh, yeah, it's disgusting. Things continue. All right, I'll tell you what, we'll come back to uh, Buzz a little bit later. Don't forget, we've got a special guest on the way as well. Coming up next hour, uh, we have a special guest appearance that'll be happening out at Surviving and Drive It. If you'd like to go by, it's at the corner of Fourth Plain and Automall Drive in Vancouver. Dick Hanna Dodge, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, go go bring Buzz something with, uh, with some caffeine or some other kind of stimulant in it. Just, does Buzz uh, need a buzz? Do him, yes, he does, Sarah. <laughs> do him a uh, do him a favor. That uh, that doesn't seem to really be the waking up doesn't seem to be working out in his favor this morning. It's five zero three two two eight four one zero one. Straight ahead, Steve Kastenbaum from Pittsburgh will talk to us about these terrifying law enforcement techniques that are being brought to bear upon hapless protesters as we speak. Also, news with Tim Riley, Aaron Duran with the Weekend Geek, Dax Holt from TMZ, Sean Kinney from Allison. Chains and your shot at Kiss Tickets. Be listening for the sound of Paul Stanley this morning. That concludes another installment of KUFO's Drive It, uh, Survive It, and Drive It uh, update. Another one coming your way next hour. Stay right there. Rock 101 KUFO Survive It and Drive It. From Dick Hanna Dodge and the giant Vancouver Auto Mall. Who will win a Dodge Ram truck? Thanks to Domino's, Lazy Boy Furniture, Jackson's Food Stores, and 7-Up. The Rick Emerson Show continues next. I'm picturing him uh, lowering his pants while he's watching me oh, through the God. hole in the wall. I don't know who that would be. This is Rock 101 KUFO. The Rick Emerson Show returns on Rock 101 KUFO. Okay, thanks. Bye. It is the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for joining us. It's 503-228-4101-503-228-4101. 4101 coming up next hour. We have another update from Survive It and Drive It featuring a very special mystery guest. Now, this time around, a guest not so much a mystery to us as it is to uh, the occupants of said vehicles. Jessica and Katie are going to be very uh, receiving a uh, going to be receiving an unusual visitor next hour. So you want to be listening for that. And it's coming up uh, around 7:30, 7:40 next hour. Uh, Aaron Duran at 7 o'clock with the Weekend Geek. Dax Holt from TMZ at 8 o'clock at 8.20. Sean Kinney from Allison Chains. And at some point before 9 o'clock today, you are going to get a chance to win a pair of tickets to see KISS. Tickets go on sale this weekend, but you're going to get a chance to win them sometime during today's show when you hear the sound of Paul Stanley. At that point, you'd be called at 10 at 503-228-4101. At the news desk, your personal savior, Tim Riley. In the news with Tim Riley. Good morning from the KUFO News Center, downtown Portland, 6. 39 now. Highs today will be in the low 80s. No rain till Tuesday. Breaking news now. Traffic. What a mess. It is crawling on the southbound I-5 after a semi spilled hundreds of cans onto the highway. He hates these cans. Somebody threw their cans on the highway. Lots of them. Traffic crawling. The backup starts near the north. Lombard exit. The right lane is closed. That's I-5 southbound. Happy Friday, everybody. What a mess. Meanwhile... The river rat has struck again, robbing the Chase Bank on Northeast 84th in the Coob. 
The River Rat got his nickname from robbing on both sides of the Columbia. Seems that somebody come up with a better name than that. Well, an old bald guy with glasses has no friends in the diamond business after camera caught him stealing diamond earrings from Jessica's Jewelers on Southeast 82nd. He's seen feeling around for an unlocked display case. He found one, opened it up, and his sticky fingers finished the job. Uh, meanwhile, we do have, uh, guess who's still out there on the talk show circuit? Yes, it's Mackenzie Phillips. She is now downplaying her 10-year affair with... <laughs> <laughs> really? I, I, don't wow. know how, I don't know how you take that back. But she says it, it wasn't as serious as one might think. People say for 10 years I had this relationship. At 18, I was molested. Then maybe three years later, I started waking up with my pants down around my ankles. And then <gasps> maybe two years after that, it became consensual. So to call it a 10-year affair or a 10-year relationship is not, right. is not correct. So stop calling it that. Wait a minute. No, 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 she no, 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 no. We're backing up for a second. What was the second step in the... First step, take her out and treat her like a lady. Second step. <laughs> tell her she's the one you're dreaming of. Third uh-huh. step, gag her and tell her that there's a puppy at home she has to see. Uh, no, so she's molested at 18, she says. And then two years later, she says, quote, I started waking up with my pants around my ankles. Did I hear that correctly? Yes. Can you play that one more time, please? I guess she didn't wear pajamas. Thank you. Let's... For 10 years, I had this relationship. At 18, I was molested. Then maybe three years later, I started waking up with my pants down around my ankles. And then maybe two years after that, it became consensual. So to call it a 10-year affair or a 10-year relationship is not, right. is not correct. All right. So let's clear that up. Step four, line the van with sound paneling. My question is, okay, she's 18 when this first encounter happens. She says three years later, which would make her 21. So think about where you were and what you were doing at age 21. She says, quote, started waking up with my pants around my ankles. Wow. Now that indicates that wasn't a one-time thing. That was sort of an ongoing event. How many times would you have to wake up with your pants around your ankles before you decided to start sleeping somewhere else? I mean, I don't mean to be... The, the sort of, you know, the, I don't mean to be pushing the, uh, you know, pushing the logic envelope too far. I'm just saying it seems like that's a thing you let happen once, maybe twice before you decide to lay your head elsewhere. Like maybe go to a Holiday Inn for a while, see if you still wake up pantless. Get a get a lock on your door. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right, let's uh, welcome now to the wow. Rick Emerson Show, uh, live from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where the police are terrifying and futuristic. Steve Kastenbaum, good morning to you, sir. Good morning. You know, the, the police force in Pittsburgh uh, was, was kind of small, only about 900 uh, officers. So they imported officers from around the country to augment the department here. And I saw guys from as far away as Tucson, Arizona. It sounds like they imported uh, detectives from not only another planet, but from the future. Because we had this audio this morning, and I don't know who the CNN reporter was. But if you, I mean, undoubtedly you've seen this, right? They, they were, they're using these so-called auditory weapons. And there's right. a voice over a loudspeaker and then a loud, shrill, what sounds like the world's worst or best, depending on how you look at it, car alarm. Um, and, you know, and ordering the people to disperse. And I can't see the visual that's going along with this. I only have the sound. They just, I only have the aural portion of it. But it sounds for all the world like something out of RoboCop, where there's just a massive Ed 209 robot walking down the street, you know, kicking the crowd out of the way. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounded like, uh, and uh, it's um, pretty piercing. <laughs> it really is loud. But, you know, the, the protests have been relatively small, and, and what you saw yesterday were um, sort of like, you know, 
To be honest, I want to characterize them as, uh, you know, college kids with uh, nothing to do because some of the college uh, colleges have actually uh, uh, canceled classes uh, th- during the G20 here. And a few college um, students actually made that remark. They're like, well, I'm sort of protesting because they closed down my, my school for this, and I'm kind of mad that they, you know, canceled classes, and there's really nothing, something to do. <laughs> so we got this email from somebody who says uh, about the G20. This email says, I keep asking this every six weeks when when there's another G insert number here summit. Could someone please explain to me what the hell it is? Every few weeks we have another summit. Sometimes it's the G8 or G6 or G7 or G9 or G12 or G20, and they never seem to have exactly the same intention of meeting. I followed current affairs and world affairs and politics very closely my entire life, but the last few years, only then have I noticed that there are uh, countless G-somethings every month. So what is the G20, and are they different from the G8, and what the hell is up with all of this? Well, the G8 uh, has now been uh, supplanted by the G20, and announced yesterday said that the G20 will be the primary uh, meeting group as they, as they move forward and try to solve the world's economic troubles. So basically, these are leaders of 19 diverse nations and representatives from the European Union that together... Uh, represent a combined 85% of the world's total economy. And uh, they've been meeting, uh, this is the third time now, uh, for a while since this economic crisis began. And the, the whole point of this meeting today is for these world leaders, their finance ministers, the heads of banks from various countries, to come together and commit to implementing financial reforms, new regulations that would prevent the behaviors that led to the uh, the economic downturn uh, about a year ago. Steve, I hate to tell you this. None of this is going to work. It's just, if yeah. I can, if we can just skip to the bottom of the page here, this is uh, this is not going to be successful. Really, all this is, is it's a chance for guys to get together and compare secretaries. That's really what this is. Uh, <laughs> that's all this is. I mean, I, th- I think we can, I think I can speak for everybody when I say that we know that to be the case. Well, I don't understand how you reach a consensus with, with such diverse nations here as, you know, Brazil, China, and Russia. I mean, yeah, nobody wants to uh, have a repeat of the, uh, the financial meltdown that we had. But, you know, e- each one of those countries has very different interests at, the, at heart. Hey, can we, Tim, can we play a little bit of the, uh, the audio for this, Sarah? I don't know if this is feeding the phone. Will Steve be able to hear the audio that we're playing? Tim, just play, if you will, a little bit of this audio from um, these futuristic uh, audio weapons being unleashed on the crowd in Pittsburgh this morning. Disperse. You may be arrested and or subject to other police action. Other police Other police action may include actual physical removal, the use of riot control agents and or less lethal munitions, which could cause risk of injury to those who remain. So there you go. Your spine may be removed and waved about as a trinket. This is really, really freaky stuff. So when I'm hearing that noise there, do we? Do you know like where that's coming from exactly? In other words, is it just some guy with a megaphone, or is it like a helicopter? Where is that sound coming from? It's uh, coming from a specially equipped uh, patrol unit. Um, you know, that's uh, with the the line of riot police, and uh, it's really loud. <laughs> It's uh, it's quite shocking when you hear how loud it is the first time, and that guy was actually live. Really? Uh, so that's not. Yeah, is, 
That's not a, a recording of some kind. That's actually some dude inside. A voiceover artist. I believe so, because he paused like a few times <laughs> in the middle of it and then picked up where he left off. So I think it was, I, I got the impression that it was live. In a world where we flatten you into a viscous paste on the street. All right. Well, do do your best to stay out of the uh, line of fire there, Steve. And uh... I, I'm I'm having a great time. I'm in the convention center. I, I, my my ears uh, will will not be blasted by that at the moment. <laughs> and I just have to just I just have to point out real quick that uh, the the um, protests here uh, sort of pale in comparison to what we saw when when all that destruction went on uh, in uh, was it Seattle? When Seattle. All the yeah, the WTO yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, get yourself like a protest gift bag or something while you're there. I will. Thank you. All right. Thank you. There you go, Steve Kastenbaum in. Uh... Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Well, you know, we were talking the other day about voiceover artists and where do those guys go now that there's, you know, technology allows a relative uh, small number of people to do, you know, the, the voiceover work for commercials or for films or whatever. That's what you can be now. You can be the awe-inspiring voice of the man, Tim, <laughs> uh, when the police come into a cracked skull. Here's a... Uh... Oh, now, five guys are pushing the dumpster. They're going to get it. I like the idea that that thing occasionally just plays the sound of a train. That would freak you out if you're in the middle of a city. Here's uh, Tim Riley at the news desk. The future is here, and it's going to be shaped like a television. By the year 2015, more than 12 billion devices will be capable of connecting to 500 billion hours of television. Will that wow. be enough? That'll be the life. Mm-hmm. This is the vision of TV from the future. TV is out of the box and off the wall, says Intel's chief technology officer. TV will remain the center of our lives. The best part is how they say it is, is like some sort of an Orwellian decree. Maybe we should give the script to this guy to read. You will bow protest. down before the glass boob. I order all those assembled to immediately disperse. This will be your new god. Coming you must up. leave the immediate vicinity. Coming up next hour, I'm going to get that as my uh, as like either my car alarm or my cell phone ring or my voicemail greeting or perhaps all three. Coming up next hour, we're going to uh, pay another visit to our good friend Buzz. He's had to survive it and drive it where he says things like, Well, I could jump in the back here in a few and I'll be uh, hitting it. All right, so there you go. And always remember, Your father is supposed to protect you, not all right, so we were at cross-purposes. Tim and I crossed streams momentarily. Coming up at 7 o'clock, Aaron Duran with The Weekend Geek. Uh, 7.20, we will talk to Buzz at Survive It and Drive It. And uh, 7.40, a special mystery guest appears at Dick Hanna Dodge Corner, 4th Plane and Auto Mall Drive in Vancouver. 8 o'clock, Dax Holt from TMZ. 8.20, Sean Kinney from Allison Chain. Stay right there. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. KUFO, Portland. It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. It is Monday, uh, I'm sorry, it is Friday morning. It is 503-228-4101. Join us Monday when our guests will include... Oh, but that thing you told me isn't confirmed yet, Sarah. That thing we were discussing right before the show? Yes, it isn't confirmed yet. I'm that waiting. is not yet confirmed. I'm wishing to hear back. All right, I'm sorry. I don't want to jump the gun. So uh, next week, we uh, we will quite possibly have a very special guest. Uh, coming up this hour, we will have a... 
mystery appearance that is going to be at the KUFO Survive It and Drive It contest that is happening right now at 4th Plain and Automall Drive in Vancouver. There will be a special guest appearing at around 7.40 this morning. And this morning. isn't some like random person that you haven't heard of. You know you know who this person is. This person is well known. This, uh, it sounds like we're writing for page 6 right now, but you all know who we're talking about. And uh, it'll be revealed coming up at uh, 7.40. Later on this hour, uh, a special guest appearing at Survive It and Drive It. We'll hear from Buzz at 7.20 as well. Coming up at 8 o'clock, Dax Holt from TMZ. At 8.20, Sean Kinney from Allison Chains. And uh, sometime between now and the end of the show, you'll hear the sounds of Paul Stanley. And when you hear his voice, you'll be caller uh, 10 at 503-228-4101. When you hear Paul Stanley from KISS and you grab yourself a, a pair of tickets, uh, they go on sale tomorrow. Uh, the show is November 17th, but you'll be uh, giving you a chance to win a pair of those uh, sometime between now and 9 a.m. Tim Riley is tracking the following stories on your Friday morning. Mackenzie Phillips is down playing her 10-year relationship with her dad. Pittsburgh police are testing out auditory weapons on the G20 protesters. We'll hear some about that. And uh, Carrie Ann Panish, the other woman in the Rebecca Gayhart and Eric Dane steamy sex tape, has uh, commented on her activity. And that's the girl. She's from here, right? She was Miss Gresham or Miss Teen Gresham or something like that. She's the girl that's in those photographs where it looks for all the world like they're nude in a hot tub about to have sex while smoking crack. I'm not saying that that's what they're going to do, but it just... No. Uh, no, I'm just, like, if you didn't know, in other words, if it was... Uh, if, cleaning the bathtub their own way. That's right, Tim. If the circumstances were not, uh, if the circumstances were something you were not privy to, that might be the conclusion that one would jump to. They were I, looking for the soap. Yeah. Yes, yes, they were. Uh, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show from geekinthecity.com, the one and only Aaron Duran with the Week in Geek. Good morning to you. Good morning. Did you hear the big uh, Ed 209 thing we were playing earlier? That's what I was thinking when I kept waiting to hear you have 20 seconds to comply. Seriously, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, just before we play this, let me give a little uh, context to this. So Tim, right out of the gate this morning, had two fantastic sound bites. One of them involves uh, the revealing of um, of a woman's private area, and I still don't really know the context for that. But do we really need to? Do we have the uh, Do we have the out of context clip, Tim? Uh, yes, we do. That's the. Uh, I don't really know exactly why this sounds. Is this the one you're talking about? Then she turned around again and flashed her vagina. Yes, yes, it is. So later on, we'll discover exactly why that had to exist. Here's the other soundbite. This is real. This is not fabricated. This is happening in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where the cops, I guess, are trying to crack down on you know, these protesters. There's been a bunch of grubby hippies who are there smashing things like they always do. And so I guess they've just decided to go all the way you know, into the future and just recruit an army of robots to come in and quell the dissent. Tim, do you have that sound? Let's see if I have that here. Mm. You're going to start it again in a second. Order of the city of Pittsburgh Chief Police. I hereby declare this to be an unlawful assembly. I order all those assembled to immediately disperse. You must leave the immediate vicinity. If you remain in this immediate vicinity, you will be. Yes. Stuart, come on. I think he's been paused. 
The weird Page thing, three. The weird thing about this is when you hear the guy doing the actual speaking, I put it together in my head. Here's why he sounds so familiar. He sounds a lot like Edward James Olmos. Yeah, a little bit. If you were to listen to Edward James Olmos in Battlestar Galactica, we, go, we will make a stand here today on Galactica. He this sounds, will likely be a one-way trip. <laughs> that, I mean, that's exactly what he sounds like. It's awesome. Um, but I keep I, waiting to hear some guy scream, he didn't hear you drop the gun. Every time we play that, I get RoboCop references. I'm looking at the text message. <laughs> Which is right here. This one just says, please put down your weapon. You have 20 seconds to comply. <laughs> uh, right below that it says, Ed 209 can't take stairs. No what your purpose is, you must leave. If you do not disperse, you may be arrested and or subject to other police action. Ted, I am very disappointed. We will grind your bones to make <laughs> our bread. Oh, good God almighty. Aaron Duran, what is up in the world of geekery? Uh, what is up in the world of geekery? Well, um, this weekend on um, Sunday, on the, um, this Sunday <laughs> joke, yes. uh, both uh, the 13th Door and Fright Town are holding monster editions. So if you want to make a little bit of coin and stuff and get paid over Halloween to scare the crap out of people, you can check out 13thdoor.com or FrightTown.com. They're both looking for monsters and zombies. If you'd, uh, Ooh, like, that sounds like fun. Make I've some done green it before. By, um, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. You'd like to be paid for making children cry. Uh, I, I made an adult wet themselves one year. Really? Yeah. Well done. It's a proud moment in my life. Um, just a really, you know, a really good scare. You, you, what's, see, what you can do if you're really good at kind of like the monster hunting is you listen to them while they're in line because they will begin to say what their fears are. Like, oh, I hope they don't dot, dot, dot. I hope there isn't a guy wielding a chainsaw while clutching a pig's head in the other hand. Yeah. <laughs> and what's really good also is eventually you will learn their names. So you just learn how to, you know, interact Eric. with them personally. Yeah. It's yeah. fantastic. That's awesome. Well done. And then on uh, September 26th at the uh, Bossa Nova Ballroom is the Wanderlust Circus. Which is this 21 and over concert slash burlesque vaudeville show, which is really pretty righteous, and you should check it out. It's We're kind of living in a neat time here where we're seeing the return of kind of the, the sideshows, you know, doing, you know, the weird tours and fire dancers and jugglers and... I think it's, yeah, so the Hawthorne Theater's been doing that, and then there was uh, there was another place, there was a place downtown that had, I saw somebody the other day, it was like, a, it was like hot chicks doing fire twirling and, and yeah. something else. So there's, that seems to be the, uh, that seems to be the thing that is resurgent in and Portland. And I approve. No, I, I totally do. It's, I, I think it's an outgrowth of, what is that band, the March 4th band? Oh yeah, March 4th. But it's that, and then, because the first time I encountered them, it was just the band, and then the next time it was like the band and guys on stilts. Yeah. And, and then it was clown like. Clown makeup. Then it was clown makeup, yeah. and then like, I think, was it after the, uh. Was it after the, the Obama thing, after the election night? There was that street party in front of uh, Grand Central. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was like band, stilts, clown makeup, juggling, and then like I saw the fire the, the eating or whatever it is yeah, no, sort of later on. It's pretty fantastic because you're starting to see creepy fairy tale. People dressed up as creepy fairy tale creatures and stuff doing awesome. weird little vaudeville parts. And then finally, this isn't this weekend, but it's coming up this Tuesday. A little bit of um, self-promotion here at uh, Incubator at Someday Lounge in Old Town. Uh, every last Tuesday of the month, they do the the incubator show where they highlight local bands and writers like and, and filmmakers. And I'll be showing two of my shorts there. Excellent! Oh, yeah. very cool. They're they're previously screened ones, but not many people got to see them because they were like for one night only. So fantastic! Real quickly uh, before we uh, wrap this up, you sent me a text message that you must now expound upon. This is Zombie Apocalypse. Yeah. And is this like an Xbox only? Yeah, it's like a sorry. download game. Yeah, only the people that own Xbox Live can download this game. Well, that's it's, me, so that's what matters. Here. Okay, yeah, then it's first off, it's really cheap. It's only like eight bucks. It's an Xbox Live arcade game called Zombie Apocalypse. 
and it's it's Smash TV meets zombies, which is awesome because Smash TV it even uses the two control. The left stick moves, the right stick fires. Smash TV, which is a top-down shooting game that was very much in the model of the Running Man, is considered by a lot of people, including myself, it's the single best, in my opinion, just speaking for me. It's the best arcade shooter ever created, ever, ever, ever. Period. In fact, I will tell you this: when I got my 360, when I got my Xbox. The very first thing I did was not play Halo. I didn't play <laughs> Doom Three. I didn't. Uh, I didn't run it to get. Uh, you know, to Grand Theft Auto or anything. The very first thing I did was I went online and I down. I went to the arcade section to yeah. see if they offered it as a download. And it wasn't for nostalgia purposes. It wasn't for like flashback purposes. It's because it's the greatest game ever put in the arcade. Smash TV. So as soon as you said it was like uh, the Smash TV with zombies, yeah. and it was available on Xbox Live or download, I was there. Yeah, you get the. You know, you have the regular weapons like your machine gun, your shotgun, depending on what you pick up. The flamethrower which that's always fun, but your backup weapon is a chainsaw. So in case you get surrounded, you whip it out and just start... That's pretty good. That's a little unnerving, actually. You're like that bird I saw in the David Attenborough special that can sound like a car alarm. That bird is evil and will kill us all one day. Yes, yes, it will. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Duran, geekinthecity.com is the website, uh, the week in geek. Coming up next, Buzz will be broadcasting again live from Survive It and Drive It. Well, you'll, uh, you'll hear things, such things as... Well, I could jump in the back here in a few, and I'll be uh, hitting it. There you go. We've got that coming up. Plus, a special mystery guest arriving at Survive It and Drive It and Dax Holt from TMZ at 8 o'clock. Stay right there. We're live from downtown Portland. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. The Rick Emerson Show returns. One has a big tattoo on the right side of his face. Both are heavy set morons. This is Rock 101 KUFO. Rock 101 KUFO's Survive It and Drive It Update. Live from Decana Dodge in the giant Vancouver Auto Mall. Indeed, it's the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. It is Friday morning. Don't forget, coming up at uh, 740, we have a special mystery guest. A special guest who will be appearing at Survive It and Drive It, and we'll be paying a uh, visit to the two remaining contestants, Jessica and Katie. Don't forget, you can be watching that anytime, day or night, uh, in full streaming video, along with uh, audio accompaniment. So that is video and sound at KUFO.com. KUFO.com. All right, let's pay a, uh, a, a visit here with our friend. Uh, is it uh, Buzz? Yes. Buzz, hello, Let's how are say, you? Let's uh, say Auto Mall Drive and Fourth Plain Road will never be the same. You're were you, like, running somewhere? <laughs> Seriously, were you having to, like, pound it back from the bathroom to get to, to, get to the microphone or you something? You know what he was busy well, doing. I'm here. Right? That's all that matters. Okay. Have you had any caffeine since we last spoke? Because you were you were yes. in a strange place when we, uh, right, when we had you on last hour. The boss is here. Let me be nice here. Well, Can I, I, I'd like to attest for Buzz. <laughs> yes? Yes. That uh, he is just very um, disoriented at the moment. I think it's the combination of deer urine, uh, powdered donuts, and coffee. It's forming a sort of unholy elixir, a cocktail that is rendering him uh, incapable of normal thought processes this morning. I, I think it's just extremely difficult for him to uh, put a sentence together uh, this early, and he's very used to being up. Maybe I don't know about five minutes before he hits the air. Should I? Uh, Pretty much. Should I say? <laughs> should I ask this? Is it? Uh, is it that you are in fact? So flabbergasted, so overwhelmed by the presence of the special guest that you are incapable of normal thought. It has rendered you very nearly speechless. Can I use the word uh, ginormous? Is that a word? In what context? I about the red carpet. Yes. Uh, it is, it is going to be it something I think... It seems as though you're uh, trying to take this in a different direction than uh, I would think. Perhaps in a new direction? Yes, we're taking everything in a new direction this morning. New direction is really the only way to describe this special guest. Truly, uh, truly something that, um, shall we say it's revolutionary? It's monumental. 
I would say this. It is a, um, it is something that I think is, it is going to be remembered and discussed for quite some time. It's a thing that seemed at once inevitable and yet entirely improbable. Uh, I, I feel like, um, I feel like Jimmy Carter today, and I feel like I got Sadat on one side and Begin on the other. Uh, I get to be a Begin in this uh, in this scenario. Okay. Just uh, I know how that story ends. You like Begin? Yes, sorry. I do. Yeah. I love. I'm a I'm a fan of Begin. All like right, Bacon. Uh, so, but as far as Jessica and Katie themselves goes, so I was just looking at the webcam, and they're both. I don't know. Maybe groggy is the word. Maybe it's just that. I mean, has their will to live been sapped? Have we siphoned away all of their life force? I don't think so yet, and I think definitely we need to get the UFO listeners down here to uh, step it up today. I mean, it being day five, we need to get their asses out of the truck. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Amen like, to that, brother. Where are the freaks? It's funny how at this point everybody has become fat boy. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, yesterday I made the I am Spartacus thing. Today it's like, I am fat boy. I demand the contest end now. I think uh, we... Yeah, Rick, Rick. Yes. By the way, there is, there is kind of a glazed eye look, but I, I will say being woken up at 7 o'clock to uh, a couple of our engineers doing the Mockingbird routine from Dumb and Dumber and then followed up by some straight up hardcore jams from the RZA was probably a little too much. I uh, have to say that a listener just sent us something that is supremely annoying. This is the sound of a cockatoo, apparently. Is that what this is, Greg? It's a cockatoo? All right, it was a bird, right? Yes. So we have this. Here's a, um, here's a cockatoo noise. And I think this is just... And it isn't like the sound of a cockatoo in, like, a blender or anything. It's just like this is the normal sound they make, I guess. So there you go. So we'll be bringing that down for this afternoon. Yeah, that's going to be... Uh, Tim will be taking that in his satchel as he heads to Vancouver this afternoon to, uh, to pay a visit there. So, awesome. Right, it, it, as far as breakfast, when have, they, uh, when have they last eaten? What is their next meal going to consist of? Well, they've eaten, really. I don't think that they ate. Uh, I think they refused breakfast. And, you know, every time I'm here, it's usually like a feeding time, and it's like we're throwing chum into the ocean. It really is. You feel like Roy Scheider. I feel, yes, I do, and I feel like I'm going to be eaten at some point. Yeah. I, I look did, so tasty. I saw Katie eating a banana this morning, though. Um, real, oh, well, you know, I did hear about that. I don't know where she got that banana. Uh-oh. I, uh, I actually should say that every time I've been down there when it is time for a break or for a meal or something, the funny part is that the street, it's like the Stanford prison experiment down there. The, 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 the street teamers start to talk about them like they're animals in a zoo. I actually, I actually heard one of the street teamers say, I don't know, should we feed it? Uh, I don't know. Didn't it, eat, didn't it eat last hour? Uh, I don't know. Well, let's give it yeah, something and this. see if it takes it. It's like that scene in Planet of the Apes where they are just hosing down the humans. <laughs> totally. Oh, good God Almighty! The can humanity. you can you uh, can you speak at all to the uh, to the issue of smell, be it from uh, the occupants, the food, or some combination of the above? It's really not that bad. I mean, you can jump in. Well, I'll jump in right now. Buzz. It's yeah, buzz, jump in the really back, just buzz? kind of musky. Buzz, uh, What's musky. That? What an unpleasant word that is. Buzz, I no longer yeah. trust your judgment. No offense. I, I think that you... Uh, it's you, you got bananas back here, day-old food, like three-day-old food, you know, orange juice, all kinds of bottles. I mean, there's really... It's, I don't know. I'm not understand that they were given any any amount of uh, seafood varieties, though. That there was a whole lot of different uh, seafoods that were handed to them with you because the, the the deal is they can't throw the trash away. It's all going to stay in there. And we've had several days where it's been above 80 degrees. So I got to imagine there's a there's a serious decay going on inside that vehicle. See, I, think- uh, I am I am considering. I, I know that Katie has had a cooler full of shrimp, or as I like to say in the South, scrump. 
And uh, she has been dining off of that in the back seat, which just in itself is just awesome. Uh, and I'm wondering if we need to take away that ice box uh, that she gets on her breaks that she can eat her her shrimp from and uh, restrict her from that. Hmm. It's sort of like uh, in prison when you uh, you know when you cause trouble and you get put in the hole for a while you uh, you lose your privileges. Yes. I think we should yes, put them indeed. all on the Chad diet and give them nothing but caffeinated beverages. Hey, there you go. I like your style. Because mm-hmm. right. that that seems yeah, to be I, successful. Yeah. Let's. let's do that. That paid dividends almost immediately with uh, with Chad. Uh, so the mystery guest, uh, so is the special guest, he is on site. We'll say it's a man. He, he is on, on yes. site as we speak. Yes. yes. So on excited. site. <laughs> and, and, he is, and he is, shall I say, locked and loaded. Can I just can I just make one observation here? The funny part is about five minutes ago when we started this uh, when we started this conversation, Buzz was presumably the person sort of leading the charge. Now he's just become kind of your Ed McMahon uh, because hey, the his boss is awake. His his he brain awake and I'm going with it. His brain isn't isn't quite up to to speed. I think at the moment. So Paddock slowly took over and Buzz just became the guy. He became like the flavor Flav in the background. Just went. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, boy. You said it. Uh huh. It's it's he's it's your, really bizarre. He's he's wearing a very large clock around his neck too it's uh he's strange he's just become your hype man all right uh so about 7 40 today uh about 7 40 about 10 minutes from now we will be unveiling the special guest who is at survive it and drive it we'll also have more news from tim riley dax old coming up from tmc at eight o'clock and all that all right chris paddock and buzz they are live at vancouver uh the vancouver auto mall dick and dodge uh, the only dodge dealer in clark county you want to go out there right now they are at fourth plane and auto mall drive right there dick and dodge the home of kufo's survive Drive it and drive it. More straight ahead. Don't go anywhere. The Rick Emerson Show continues next live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. The Rick Emerson Show continues next on Rock 101 KUFO. The Rick Emerson Show returns. This is Rock 101 KUFO. Indeed, it is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Good morning to you. It is Friday. 503-228-4101 is our telephone number. 503-228-4101. You can also text if you like at 520 Or you can email rick at rickemerson.com. In mere moments, we will go back out to Dick Hanna Dodge and we will unveil the special guest. We'll be uh, paying a visit to Jessica and Katie. That happens in uh, just a few moments. Tim Riley's tracking the following stories on your Friday morning. Employers of an outclosed Tiger TGI Fridays still have not been paid after that restaurant closed down without notice last week. Hugo Chavez tells Larry King that Bush smelled like sulfur. And the investigation continues in Everett about those bikini baristas and what they were doing on the side. Then she turned around again and flashed her vagina. Details coming up. On that note, ladies and gentlefolk, boys and girls, friends, Romans, neighbors, countrymen, the Rick Emerson Show made its debut in November of 1998. In that time, we have traveled on similar and sometimes concurrent paths with any number of people, our lives and journeys intersecting in myriad ways. Though it has taken survive it and drive it, to make what you're about to hear transpire. Rock 101 KUFO's Survive It and Drive It Update. Live from Dickhanna Dodge in the giant Vancouver Auto Mall. Live at Dickhanna Dodge at the corner of 4th Plain on Auto Mall Drive. About to enter the Rock 101 KUFO Survive It and Drive It vehicle. He can be heard weekdays noon to 3 on News Radio 750 KXL. File this under things I didn't quite think I'd say, but inevitably knew I would. Will you please welcome to the Rick Emerson Show, Mr. Lars Larson. Hello, sir. Hey, what a set of pipes that guy has, huh? 
Well, I mean, it's been great to be. It's great to work with you, Rick. You know, Rick Emerson. Uh, Rick Emerson has experienced many things in his life, but this moment <laughs> is taking him a little bit by surprise. What is your first, Lars? I have to say uh, that What's for that? people who have been they've been uh, listening to you for a long time or listening to me for me uh, however many years. This You're is saying um, I'm old. No, I'm just saying this is uh, <laughs> this is one of those uh, this is one of those conflations that people uh, probably expected, but they didn't know under what circumstances it would take place. What are your first uh, impressions of, of the vehicle and of uh, Katie and Jessica and the filth in which they are living? I, well, I, I haven't actually personally experienced the filth. I'm about to enter the vehicle, but this is the kind of truck I drove until a few years ago, and, uh, and I'm probably going to get another one. I like Dodges. And, uh, and it's a nice-looking vehicle from the outside, but I've heard stories of what the inside looks and smells like. Yeah, and I think I you're going to... Uh... see. I can see the... There's kind of a miasma inside of, of, of fumes because the windows are literally dripping with something. Uh, it's some kind of moisture. I, I guess I'm, I'm a little afraid to guess at what it is. Wow. <laughs> let me encourage yes. you now not to let that touch your skin or to inhale that in any way, okay. sir. I'll, I'll do my best. I'll do my best. I, uh... This is not going to be like going to the, to the barista coffee bar. No, okay. no. I can, well, I can tell that right now. I mean, I guess it all depends on how charming you are. Um, <laughs> I think you're also going to have a chance uh, firsthand to really see what kind of stain resistance those seats have got. Because it's been a lot of... Uh, there were four people, then there were three, then there were two... But I think they're probably still eating for four. That's the, uh, if the trash is any indication there. It's, it's sort of like counting the rings in a tree, you know, where you can see there was a forest fire and here was a drought. In there you can yep. see, ooh, it was fish day, it was taco day, it was pizza day, it was fish day, it was stench day. Um, and every day is it sweat It might have been day. smarter to get vinyl seats in this one, but I think you did cloth, <laughs> didn't you? You did yes. that, that, that moisture and smell-absorbing cloth, didn't you? Well, you know, that way the entire truck sort of functions as, a, uh, as an air-freshening tree. But uh, instead of hint of cherry, it's hint of people packed into a small space for two weeks in the unforgiving sun. Um, be like living in Eugene again. <laughs> What were you? So we're talking to Lars Larson, who's going to be getting inside the vehicle, and we have to thank everybody at Alpha Broadcasting for uh, helping to put this together, for helping to make the impossible happen this morning. What are you? Uh, what are you going to be doing once you're inside the truck? You're going to be uh, you're going to be giving them the word, as they say. You're going to be educating. I'm going to them. give them the word. I'm going to tell them about deadbeats and how people should be working for a living. I'm going to talk a little bit about service to country because we know that's important. And I brought along one of my favorite cigars. I thought it might be fun to light up because I understand that it probably won't overpower what's already in the truck, but it, it might add a little, uh, you know, it's the most expensive air anybody in there has ever breathed, so I'll, uh, I'll be glad to light up. Wow, you're everything I ever dreamed of. Uh, this is awesome. Really, I'm just going to retire after today because it doesn't get any better than this. And, you know, it'll allow you to have a little more uh, oratorical flair when you're in there. You can... Uh, uh, I will I will lay it on as thick as I possibly can, uh, and then and then I'll I'll leave them behind uh, in a in a in a, a blaze of smoke. It'll be thick air in there for a while. You should just end it by saying, "And now I've got to go make money." Fa farewell now. Uh, and now the, he's entering the, the truck. truck? I'm yes. about to. And oh, and it is everything you told me to expect it to be. It is a mess in here. Oh my goodness! I'm shutting the door, yeah, ladies. This is this is disgusting. <laughs> but you've been living in here all week. I guess I can say it's nice to meet you, although not under these conditions. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you my peace of mind, and then, then you can talk, but not first. All right? I want to I wanna give you – yeah, thank you for a little extra air there. I appreciate it. Uh, this, is, this is pretty disgusting. But uh, you do are both, I guess, intent on staying here as long as necessary to win the truck. Okay. 
Survive it and drive it. I understand what the deal is. Let me tell you a few thoughts of mine. Here's what I want to tell you about. People should be out making a living. Somebody should go out and get a job instead of sitting in a truck and waiting to win the truck. But that's just my point of view. But uh, it is a great-looking truck, and I certainly understand why both of you want it. But my point of view is that most people should earn their own living. They should go out and make their own money. And, uh, and I'll tell you, too, that uh, I'm very proud of people who serve this country. I'm very proud of people who go out and put their lives on the line. I've got a son who's at Marine Corps boot camp right now. Ladies and gentlemen of the news desk, your personal savior, Tim Riley. In the news with Tim Riley. Good morning from the KUFO News Center in downtown Portland. It is now 745. Highs today will be in the low 80s. No rain until Tuesday. What a mess. Traffic is crawling on southbound I-5 after a semi spilled hundreds of cookies and cereal packages onto the highway. The items have been cleared from the highway's right lane. But the normally jammed-up section of freeway near North Lombard is worse than usual, and it's usually bad enough without cereal and cookies. Now it's just a slimy mess. That's southbound. By the way, uh, so Lars is going to be in there, I think, for what did we figure it was like 20, like 25 hour. minutes, like half, a half an hour? An hour. So we'll be uh, paying a visit to, to back to the truck here tomorrow. We'll be checking in to see what Lars is saying. You can also uh, be watching this live and in... Uh, and you really, really, really want to. Streaming video, audio, uh, and all of that at KUFO.com. You go to KUFO.com right now. You can see he's already... Man, he's already sw- is swiveling his head back and forth and pointing a finger at them and lecturing them about something. So if you want to uh, watch that, you can see that at KUFO.com. And we'll be checking back in with, unbelievably, Lars Larson, who is now ensconced comfortably, uh, or something approaching that, inside the Survive It and Drive It vehicle. So uh, we'll be uh, going back there a few different times over the next uh, half an hour to uh, see exactly how that's playing out for everybody. Here's Tim Riley. That's pretty incredible. More investigation is going underway at the grab-and-go coffee joint after bikini baristas there were giving uh, customers more for their money. Let's uh, see what the investigation is looking like at the moment. After the driver ordered coffee and paid, the barista held up the change, about $16, and asked if he wanted something extra. When he asked what, she says, a flash and proceeded to drop her bottoms, flash her vagina, then turn around, spread her cheeks, and flash her rear. Then she turned around again and flashed her vagina. Now here's Sergeant Getz of the Everett Police Department. For extra money, these women would expose um, their entire body. They would take, if they were wearing a bikini, they would uh, either take it off or, or at least lower it. Uh, they, uh, there were some allegations and complaints from our citizens that that they were performing whipped cream shows between two two of the women. Well, I could jump in the back here in a few, and I'll be uh, hitting it. Good God Almighty! I didn't really expect that. So you get so it's two vaginas and a bottom for only sixteen dollars. No. I mean, that really is. I mean, that's a bargain. Uh, two you for know? Tuesday. Well, you know, it is a recession, Tim. People have to. Uh, people can't charge what they might have been able to. They have to cut corners somewhere. Good God Almighty! All right. Then there's the pride of Gresham, Carrie Ann Panish, the other woman of the Rebecca Gayhart and Eric Dane steamy sex tape. How do the three of you end up in a tub naked? How does that happen? You've never done that? Everyone does that. <laughs> um, with, a, with a video camera? Sure. Were you drinking? Obviously. <laughs> Had you been taking drugs? Not that I'm aware of. When you videotape these things, you know it's going to come out. No, you don't. They always come out. I had it for two years, and it didn't come out until this person stole my hard drive. We were having fun, and I'd probably, yeah, do it again. But I won't tape it. 
So this is wait, this is the Gresham girl, right? Yes. Carrie Ann, the the Panisha, whatever she, she went was, on to better things. She was, so she was getting it on in the in the bathtub with the big uh, the crack pipe uh, right next. Everybody to her. does it. That's awesome. Uh, it's 503-228-4101. 503-228. Larson just lit up his cigar. 4101. Are you uh, are you getting the sound from the webcam? No, he doesn't appear to have his microphone with him. But the, but there's there's a microphone in the truck though. Is there not? I mean, we have the uh, we have the actual webcam audio. Apartment complex. All right, there we go. All right. He is just puffing away on that cigar. Wow. For a manager's construction company. So now Lars Larson is... Uh, not talking loudly enough? Nobody's ever complained of that before. <laughs> so Lars is in the vehicle. And you can We're see this okay. at KUFO.com. So you and, and what do you do? You said your husband manages a construction company? Why do you reek of deer urine? Yeah. So Lars is in the surviving and driving vehicle with Jessica and Katie. You can see this at KUFO.com. Yeah. Uh, Boy, the plumes coming off of, the, of that cigar are just massive. How do you like being on camera all this time? Um, sometimes I forget. You do? Yeah. I just don't really pay that much attention to it. You do appear to be covered in a viscous sheen of grease. Before? No. How are you going to get her out of this vehicle? You ever yeah, listen to talk? You ever listen to talk radio? Mm-hmm. We should turn talk radio on. No, that would that would that would that we do have a nice relationship between KUFO and KXL, but That's probably right. not the right thing to do today. They don't the best part is if he underscores all of they his don't. points. They play some nice music to keep you to get you to sleep mm-hmm. by oh, jabbing the yeah. cigar like into the air. Wow, a little bit like Gitmo. Boy, this is hypnotic. Yeah. I can't turn I can away. Mean, they haven't turned the temperature down too much. Although I noticed they give you blankets. I don't think they do that for the guys at Gitmo. I don't think they do. It's it's like you his like head has some sort of strange of that, magnetic ability. I we like it. <laughs> it's serious. It's, it's, his eyes are drawing me in. It's sort of like uh, he's sort of like that. Well, I admire you both for taking the uh, the opportunity. But I got to tell you something. This is you got She's making a living. What do you work at? I stay at home with the kids, and then I do a little house Well, obviously not this week. Okay. What about getting a job? I do my house cleaning on the side. You could do her kind of job, couldn't you? I don't want to. Manage an apartment? It's not my my passion. What is your passion? Working with animals. Does that pay well? Actually, yeah, if you get in the right job. Okay, I have to tear myself away, or I'm just going <laughs> to find myself staring at Lars Larson. Is that where she got the it LP? You, you have not managed to find the right animal gig. No, All right, you can be watching Lars Larson in living color, uh, ladies and gentlemen, at KUFO.com. He is in the Survive It and Drive It vehicle with Jessica and Katie. On the way, Dax Holt from TMZ, Sean Kinney from Allison Chains, more news from Tim Riley, and we'll check back in with Lars, who is uh, inside the vehicle right now, attempting to make everyone's lives even more pleasant. Stay there. Back after this. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. KUFO Portland. Man, I've been trying to lose weight. I can't I can't sit here and, and eat pizza with you all day long. You guys have to come to some kind of decision. I mean, somebody's got to give up in this case. I mean, somebody's got to actually make a decision because one of you, one of you has got to get this truck and the other one has to get out of this truck. I'm telling you, you got to get out of this truck at some point. Wow. One of you. And this can't go on like this forever. It just isn't right. It isn't, uh, it isn't sanitary, I can tell you that. It's kind of disgusting. And I think somebody, in fact, I think you should go out and start looking for a job. And you need to get home to your kids. 
So somebody's got to make a decision here and get out of here. I mean, this just, I mean, this makes me sad to see the human condition as a conservative who believes in my fellow Americans to see two Americans behaving this way and not coming to some kind of resolution of this. You're listening you know, to, to let everybody continuing coverage of Lars Larson attempts to break the spirits of Jessica and Katie inside the KUFO Survive It and Drive It vehicle. Let's go ahead and uh, bring that back up again for just a uh, now, I know you can't touch each other, but maybe you should start talking again. And uh, and if I have to if I have to sit here and give conservative point of view for the rest of the day, I don't get the feeling that that would necessarily get you out of this truck. I don't know. This is just sad. It really is. See you wrapped up in these uh, smelly blankets and uh, with your deer urine and uh, your urine hasn't been washed in a week. This stuff. This is just. Uh, this is pathetic. It really is. And you need to do something to resolve this. So I think you should start talking right. Even if you have to yell at. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, you can be watching that uh, right now at kufo.com. If you like, you can be multitasking. That'd be Tim in one ear, Lars in the other. Makes for a happy you. At the news desk, your personal savior, Tim Riley. In the news with Tim Riley. Good morning from the KUFO News Center in downtown Portland. It is now 8.02. Temperatures today in the low 80s. No rain till Tuesday. It's going to be a nice weekend. A motorcyclist has been killed in Northeast after losing control of his bike at 148th and Gleason. The Mount Vernon Washington City Council is distancing itself from Glenn Beckday. The city intends to honor this so-called Rush Limbaugh knockoff talk show host with a key to the city for whatever that might be worth. Beck hails from the city of Mont Vernon. The river rat has struck again, robbing the Chase Bank at Northeast 84th and the Couve. He got his nickname from robbing on both sides of the Columbia. Let's go look for potholes. The next time you find one, there's a special number to call. Mayor Adams introduced new signs like we need more signs, Mr. Mayor. He introduced new signs yesterday that are geared toward getting residents and drivers to call the city to promote potholes. If you see a pothole, call 503-823-BUMP. Report the problem, and they'll rush you right out there and and fill it in right away. I'm sorry, Sarah? Why do we have the... I uh... think somebody else is getting in with him. Oh, wait, he just left the car. (laughs) All right, so it's like he's he's, he's just had his fill. I think he's frustrated. (laughs) You sicken me. I have to move on now. You guys smell like urine. Go home and polish my collection of guns. Now the salespeople want to sit back there. Oh, we should send an Amway person in to sit with them. Or like uh, one of those guys that pitches pitches timeshares. This says, uh, this text says, Rick, uh, can you please get Lars to discuss the flashing vagina coffee stand? Well, maybe next time. Uh, you could be watching... Uh, Franchise is now available. Surviving and survive. I'm going to go down to the uh, flashing vagina and get me some uh, coffee. You want anything? But don't start watching it until you have the whole, unless you have the whole day to dedicate to it. That's really it. So if you are, in fact... Uh, Television shows have gone by the wayside. I can't stop watching it. If you are jobless like both of our contestants, uh, you may watch it, KUFO. Uh, com. No, uh, Jessica has a job. Is that true? Yeah, she's a uh, realtor or something. A realtor or a, real a real tour. tour? I think you mean real tour, Sarah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you can watch that at KUFO.com, the uh, 24-hour, seven-day week coverage of Survive It and Drive It. This is Tim Riley at the News Desk. Snohomish County Sheriff's deputies and the FBI now investigating graffiti that appears to be from those dirty hippies at the Earth Liberation Front and aimed at two businesses targeted before the domestic terrorists. The graffiti appears to be intended for the Master Builders Association and Everett's KRKO. That's the radio station where the uh, towers got knocked down a few days ago. By the way, somebody knocked down some radio towers on the East Coast, too. Now, is this the thing where they had the bulldozers yeah. and they were pushing the radio towers over? Like one guy did it. Which is dangerous business, by the yeah. way. That's the sort of thing as squash a hippie. Mm-hmm. So uh, the hippies are going to get squashed. So the big news from Pittsburgh, they've arrested 19 people. That's not very many. 
considering all those people are protesting out there. The G20, which used to be the G8, but it's been expanded. Uh, so their police department out there has these new vehicles that are blasting what are known as acoustic weapons into the crowd. Now, if you haven't heard these yet, let me play a little bit of this for you here. So there are four people pushing a dumpster screaming. See, see, I wonder if the screaming was coming from the audio weapon itself, or was that actually the crowd that was doing that? Let's see, it's kind of hard to tell. Be what? Stuart, come on. Big threats. I'm just picturing just a giant robot stomping down the street. By the way, so you, did you say Lars has moved on to their kids? Yes, he's talking about their children. So to speak. I heard him say Jesus loves all the little children. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, I was just looking through this folder of sounds that we have created here. This is the uh, the annoying sound folder. Most of these uh, from Greg Nibbler, who has revealed himself to be some sort of evil genius. I'm looking. This is just a uh, just just a smattering of some of the things that we have compiled to be playing for the Survive It and Drive It contestants. So we have the ever popular alarm clock. This was Greg's. This is the. Um, that's the fan belt. And then this is the tires on ice. And, well, and we have that. Then we have the radial saw, which was kind of my contribution. That was uh, this right here. But the one that I never got tired of. This is the one that really. Uh, this is the one that amused me the most yesterday. Hold on, where did it go? See. Leave Benny alone, please. <laughs> and how. So this goes for, I don't know, like 14 minutes or something? Yeah, like, like 14, 15, 16 minutes. She lost her aunt. She went through a divorce. She had two f***ing kids. Her husband turned out to be a user, a cheater, and now she's going through a custody battle. All you people care about is readers and making money off of her. She's a human! <laughs> The best thing about that is that I haven't heard it for a couple of years. Like, it's been I've, it's been out of my brain just long enough that all the punches come back to it. And I was actually, I think we were talking about this yesterday after the show, that I was driving home after hearing that play out of Dick Hanna Dodge. And I was just say, and I would just start saying it aloud to myself in the car and then just de- degenerating into piles of giggles. Uh, this is um, Lars Larson. Are you effing kidding me? If I listen to Lars and Sim at the same time, I think my brain will fold in on itself. Uh, here is uh, Tim Riley at the news desk. So to hear about all these uh, alleged terrorists running around, two men unconnected to each other or to the investigation that spawned recent national terrorist warnings in federal custody after attempting to detonate what they thought were bombs outside an Illinois courthouse and then a Texas skyscraper. Uh, one of these guys was in this van, and apparently he thought this button that said detonate or light bomb was going to blow something up. It didn't. He kept pushing and pushing it. Nothing. And finally, the guy who's sitting next to him smiles and says, I'm from the FBI. By the way, you'll need to come with me. You've been punked. So uh, <laughs> another guy, the, the big terrorist, has been seen in mugshots wearing one of those uh, paper Burger King birthday hats. And he worked at a only part-time at a fish and chicken restaurant 
in central Illinois before he converted to becoming a terrorist. So these fast food places could be the breeding grounds of all these people. And so the big red button that said detonate was just like an Otis elevator button that said door close. It really yes. did nothing. It did nothing. It was like or the across um, the street thing. You kept hitting it, hitting it. It was like a crosswalk button that perversely only works in the middle of the night when you actually don't need it to do anything. Uh, this a text message says. Um, Rick, have you considered Jehovah's Witnesses in the truck, or perhaps Mormons? We have considered Mormons, yes. Uh, let's see, how about this? This text says, Rick, I have a friend who could go down and pray in tongues for hours. Yes. Uh, in tongue? No, no, no. No, the, in tongues. Oh, you know, okay, like yeah. the uh, you know, like the religious, the gibberish. Yeah, that people <laughs> exactly, in that. Yeah. So is Lars, is he winding up to a big crescendo, Sarah? Um, I'm not sure. I know that he has to get to work because he is a working man. Well, he has to go earn revenue, Sarah. The NEA, the teachers union, decided to force them to sing <laughs> a song of praise, almost a song of worship, to the president of the United States. And they, they fed, fed their heads full of lyrics about red and yellow, black and white. They are precious in his sight, Barack Obama's sight. That's a song about Jesus. I mean, come on. I understand. That God and, G- and and Obama do have something in common. Neither one has a birth certificate. The difference is God doesn't think he's Barack Obama. That's the difference. On the other hand, Obama Obama thinks he's Jesus. I think. So these teachers, these NEA members, decide to have all these little kids singing this song about words and things that they don't even know what what the truth is. The fact is that. These little kids are singing about all of his wonderful accomplishments. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what, his biggest accomplishment in the last nine uh, months that he's been in has been to put us a trillion dollars in debt for a stimulus plan that primarily put a lot of money in the pockets of union members. Really, and I have to tell you that wow. when that I... Makes, that makes sense to me. As to the <laughs> fact that they and their kids are going to be paying off the debt from this cockamamie plan for at least the next, oh, 30... I feel the need to go eat at Applebee's. for the rest of their lives. Because this guy's going to run us $23 trillion in debt. I, seriously, when this week began, did you have any idea Never. Th- this is how you <laughs> end your Friday? Never. Not at all. God Almighty. All right, if you want to catch the final few moments of uh, Lars Larson, you can see uh, see him right now at KUFO.com. KUFO.com. Lars Larson, the latest auditory weapon unveiled in KUFO's Survive It and Drive It contest live at Dick Hanna Dodge. When we come back, Sean Kinney from Alice in Chains coming up later on. Dax Holt from TMZ and your chance at Kiss Tickets. Stay right there. We're live from Portland. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. The Rick Emerson Show returns on Rock 101 KUFO. Things I never thought I would hear Lars Larson say. Sitting here with your dear urine. Jesus, God Almighty. That was incredible. What a, what a week. Don't take this the wrong way, everybody. I'm exhausted. And I still have to go out there this afternoon. Pwned. I mean, yes. I mean, I'm looking forward <laughs> for everyone to be joining me this afternoon. Tim, you know what? You could probably break their spirit. That's right. Because you're so calm and mild mannered, you just like get your asses out of the. Truck. My spirit is usually broken by that time of the afternoon, anyway. Would you like us to have Lars come back and maybe uh, give you a little company? That'd be great. Okay, consider it done, Tim. Behold the mighty power of the Rick Emerson Show, able to conjure even Lars Larson from the ether to do our bidding. It's 503-228-4101-503-228-4101. Coming up at uh, 840, we will talk to uh, TMZ's Dax Holt. Tim Riley is tracking the following headlines on your Friday morning. Spill cookies and cereal cause gridlock on the southbound I-5 at Lombard this morning. Hey, here's something new. A pilot is accused of stalking his girlfriend from the air. And, oh, billions of gallons of ice have just been found on the moon. 
Really? Yes. Billions and billions? Billions and billions of uh, gallons of ice. Sometime before uh, 9 o'clock, don't forget, you'll be hearing the uh, voice of Paul Stanley. When you do, you'll be caller 10 at 503-228-4101. When you hear the voice of Paul Stanley and you win a pair of tickets to see KISS as the KISS Alive 35 tour comes to the Rose Garden November 17th. And if you see a crack somewhere, take a talk with you and try to seal that, seal that crack up. That was, again, supposed to be the Mackenzie Phillips thing, and it's just not playing. It's not working out for me today. All right. Uh, we also have Court and Fatboy coming up this afternoon. They are going to have your final shot at winning a pair of tickets to see Pearl Jam tomorrow at the amphitheater. Uh, also tomorrow night, uh, Allison Chains, of course, playing the Roseland, and that uh, show been sold out for uh, quite some time. Welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show. He's been the drummer and percussionist for Allison Chain since the band's inception. Mr. Sean Kinney, how are you, my friend? I'm good. Well, let's talk about the uh, the new record, Black Gives Way to Blue. There's there's this 14-year uh, pause, if you want to call it that, between uh, the last studio album, the self-titled record, and and this one. What made you guys decide that this is it? This is, you know, it's not 12 years, it's not 16 years, it's 14, then we go. Well, I think it was more that it was it wasn't really the years, it was numerology, which we're really into, and it was 5,076 days. Or we just naturally didn't have a plan, and it just kind of evolved into the, into what we're doing and what's happened. Really, we didn't, there was no plan, and it, it just kind of, it kind of started off with a little spark of uh, me doing a tsunami benefit up in Seattle in 05, and calling the guys and some other friends to take part in it to help out so it wasn't about us and we got together and that was the first time we'd played in public uh, since the last uh, since 96 and since the passing of lane and but that was it that was that was going to be that that was that was all we were doing and from those you know people ask if you'd like to do this that this that and we just had took really small little cautious steps and just really you know a, a series of moves that came up to where we are now you know prior to that time if if somebody had asked you if you thought you were going to get back together it was it something you just in your in your minds had put on the shelf and it wasn't it wasn't a possibility yeah i mean no it, it was a possibility till the day that lane died it was never any talks i never called jerry he never called me and like let's get the band back together never did it just started with that tsunami deal and we're all we, you know it's like a family the, we still have a lot of the same people that worked with us 20 something years ago you know we we were you know the band was always extremely close you know there was no weird vibes you know we just we stopped at that time which isn't the best business move when you have a two number one records and you won't you don't go tour and you don't talk to anybody about it but you know we we were living pretty hard lives and we just made a decision to try to get our our lives in order and health in order and it and it played out the way it played out with the return uh, of the band was there any consideration given to trying to start fresh in the sense of changing the name so you didn't have it hanging over you was it uh, or was the name something you felt like you wanted to, to to pay tribute to it almost well it's a dead issue if we change the name and we we sound the way we sound Every ad and everything would be the guys from Alice in Chains are playing down the street, no matter what you call it. And they'd be, why didn't you call it Alice in Chains? And, and it's our name. You know, it wasn't exclusive to one person. It was something that we all created. And so we never had any discussion. If we were going to do this, we were going we were going to do that. And it's something that, you know, Jerry and I especially have spent more than half our lives devoted to and, and created, you know, with our friends. And I think it would be a major disservice to do that. I think... It would, wouldn't be, 
you know, part of the reason for me to do this is, and, re, and part of the driving force is to bring what we created together back then and with Lane and, and what we're doing now forward. And I think that's more important than, you know, people bickering over a name that, you know, no. On the subject of working with friends, you know, you mentioned everybody from Anne and Nancy Wilson to Duff McKagan. Obviously, William Duvall brings brings his own style. Do you find that the that the essence of the band's sound is still more or less the same, or does that just naturally progress? Are there elements there that have just seeped in over time? Has it changed to any degree? Well, I, I, I can't tell. I'm I'm, I'm kind of close to it. You know, it's it's sounds normal to me. You know, but. Uh, granted, the obvious differences, but the 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 main core of it sounds the same. It sounds like we sound like when we're when we get together, and the songwriting style and and all these things are are intact, you know. And that's about that. I mean, I, I can't get further enough, uh, far enough away from it to even be able to make a judgment on that, you know. As uh, as Steven Tyler would say, when you're when you're in the painting, you can't see the painting. Um, well, he said it better than me. Whatever, man. <laughs> when growing up in the Northwest, you know, there's such a huge uh, musical uh, legacy, and you know, every every region has its own distinct uh, heroes and and legends and icons, and and you know, the Northwest is certainly no exception. When you know you're growing up and you're listening to those records in your bedroom, or you're learning to play the guitar, the bass. What was you know what was the most that you dreamt for as as you know as a young guy and you're coming up in the, you know as as a rock musician what was the top of the mountain to you well i mean i think everybody's is the same it's the myth you know the rock star and the jets and the and the and the drugs and the you know sex drugs rock and roll the you know all that stuff you know which it can be part of it you know i mean i think it's the that myth of it but that that if you get to that point it that for some you know especially for us that quickly went away you know that that's isn't all that neato and, and and for us we you know we just wanted to like sell out the central tavern you know and then we were doing that we were, we had we had little goals i mean the, the big dream is one thing but actual real goals it was like hey if we could sell out the central tavern and then you know before we know we're selling the thing out and you know and by then you know we started you know getting a record deal and stuff so looking back at that era there there just seems to be this sort of you know, communal uh, madness that was in, that was in the air to some degree, and you know, because the money comes in and the record companies come in and MTV's there with their cameras and everybody's selling grunge fashion. Was there a moment for you when you guys kind of looked around and said, "This is like officially chaotic. It is officially gone beyond the pale." Yeah, it wasn't as bad for us like it was for say Nirvana and Pearl Jam. Uh, we, we, but you know, knowing those guys, seeing how. How that sucked, you know. We were kind of like the redhead stepchild of that area, you know. We, for some, you know, we we kind of we we had an album out before and it had some success. So we were kind of before that. But when we'd go to Europe and and uh, other places in the world, they there was this small core group of people that were into the Seattle sound, you know, and they knew about you know Sound Gardens and Mud Honeys and and all this stuff and. And that was cool. And what was really shocking is, you know, going back over there and going around and seeing how how it changed. But I, it, it had a lot to do with the music was great, you know. The bands were all unique and and great. And they weren't, you know, it was kind of a cultural shift, I think, because people were tired of this really watered-down, goofy, kind of mediocre thing that was going on. And, I, and you know, Bush Sr. was coming out and Clinton was coming in. It was just sort of like a cultural shift, you know. People 
generally across the globe made a made a shift, and I've I've been surprised that that hasn't happened as to to that degree since then. I've been waiting for it because you know it hasn't been so great over these last decade or so, and I keep waiting for this whole cultural shift to happen, and I'm. And I, I hope that we're at the start of one again, you know? You guys, and, and talking about having your first, you know, your, your first record, the facelift record, I remember hearing that We Die Young, and then, of course, Dirt came out, and it had Damn That River, and those songs that really had a, you guys wore your metal influence on your sleeve, I think, a lot more brazenly and confidently than a lot of bands did. A lot of bands wanted to sort of hide that, and you guys really just, uh, you celebrated it. Yeah, that's what we sound like. I mean, we're, and we, uh... It was weird, man, back then, because it wasn't like all really this big alternative thing. That kind of came in with that cultural shift, too, where the alternative came popular. And so, you know, it was really tough when they were trying to market us when, when once we got into the into the big boy league that it was, you know, they, they, you're a metal band. You're an alternative metal band. You're, you know, until, until some dude invented the word grunge, you know, and they tried to lump us in there. They didn't know what to do with us, and we didn't care. You know, we just wanted to play our music to whoever we could. So, you know, we'd do shows with... With like poison, and then we'd go play on a tour Slayer, and then we'd we'd go out with Iggy Pop. You know, I mean, we'd just go anywhere, and and that was, you know, the, I guess in that at least when that shift happened during the second record, that that uh, you know, it made more sense, you know, because it was it was a little more difficult for us at the beginning to find find that audience but there was a core of people you know you couldn't have that big of a cultural shift without so many people feeling like something needed to be changed so the uh the new record is uh black gives way to blue it comes out uh, september 29th uh, final question here as we wrap this up what was the record that started it for you the record of the song where you heard it and you went that's what i want to do for a living oh god remember when I was really, really young hearing like the Beatles and stuff like that from my aunts and everybody and just being blown away, you know, I'd, any anything I could get my hands on, I'd sit there and just, you know, wear it out on my Mickey Mouse recorder. You know, I had one of those, awesome. <laughs> I had one of those you open the top and then, and it's Mickey Mouse's face and then his arm with the little glove on it is the, is the needle, you know, that would wreck all my family's records on that thing and no, i'm just picturing that mickey mouse record player with like war pigs or something playing off of yeah them. yeah oh. yeah definitely there was sabbath on there there was all of that i mean god it was skinner kiss you know the first thing i bought into you know like so many people was kiss you know i was that age and i you know i believed that they were these characters you know and i was in the kiss army and i i was into that you know and I, I stuck with that all the way up to dynasty and then when peter chris left and and I, I had I pulled the ripcord on that, but <laughs> excellent. Well, best of continued success in life and music and all things, my friend. I appreciate you spending some time with us today. Cool, thanks. Cool. Thank you, Sean. It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Uh, coming up next, we have Dax Holt from TMZ. He'll be paying us a visit. Also, news from Tim Riley. Tim Riley, what headlines are you following for the swell people of Portland today? Well, thank you for asking. An old bald guy without glasses has been caught stealing diamond earrings. From a place on 82nd Street. Like, that should surprise everyone. There's a new pothole hotline. Call it if you see one. And a wild animal is spotted near Estacada High. Could you be in danger? Stay there. Tim Riley is straight ahead, as well as Dax Holt from TMZ. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO, live from Portland. Share your thoughts with Billy. Hey, could you ruin my life, too? Maybe just destroy my livelihood or something? How about give me cancer? Maybe steal my wife? You know, whatever. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. How are we doing so far? 
want y'all to know something in case you didn't already. We are just getting started! So here's a little something just for you, Portland, Oregon. Broadcasting from the greatest city on earth. Where I come from, it is normal to be gay. Show returns. This is Rock 101 KUFO. It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for joining us. It's 503-228-4101. Coming up at 9 o'clock, Smells Like the 90s with our good friend Buzz. Gordon Fatboy coming up this afternoon, 3 to 7. Uh, they'll have Slipknot tickets, Pearl Jam tickets. Last uh, chance to get those, by the way. And the uh, Survive It and Drive It uh, updates featuring Tim Riley, who will be out there uh, this afternoon. Yes. Tim, are you looking forward with relish to relaying the day's events to the good people of Portland? I am. And I love Vancouver. I don't get there, well, quite as often enough as I'd like to. Way to play so the, I made up for it this week. Way to play on the team, Tim. Well done. It's 503-228-4101. Tim Riley is tracking these headlines, about which we will hear more in a moment. Uh, yes, we have a whole barrel of headlines. First, it says the military, but it's supposed to be Pittsburgh police, are using sonic weapons to blast the eardrums of protesters there. Bicyclists are upset about speed bumps in the cemetery. And the river rat has struck again. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show from TMZ, the one and only Dax Holt. Good morning to you, sir. How are you on this Friday? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I am fantastic because the weekend is uh, is nearly upon us. And normal, I'm not normally one of those guys who really just anticipates the weekend because we got a pretty great uh, job going on here. But it's uh, been a, been a bit of a week. What is uh, going on in the world of celebrity gossip, my friend? Well, I wanted to talk about Mackenzie Phillips, but if you can get that audio to play, that'd be great. Wow, that uh, <laughs> the Mackenzie clip, it, that that thing that she said, where you know your spot, your father is supposed to protect you, not f you, and then it was followed up by her. I think the next day saying, well, let's not make a big deal of it. And then she followed that up by saying, however, for some time I was waking up every morning with my pants around my ankles. And it's like, you got to pick one approach there. You can't, be, you can't be coming at that from all those different angles. It's just the no. weirdest story ever. But then she follows that up with, by the way, I'm going to be releasing my book soon. Yeah. So go buy it. It is, uh, it really is, uh, it really is quite, uh, quite stunning. Um, so the I, interesting, I was going to say, the interesting thing, though, is that a lot of people don't believe her. We put a poll up, and most people are saying that she's not telling the truth, that this is all for book sales. What do you think? I, we were actually having this discussion yesterday, and uh, there was somebody we work with who said that he remembers seeing the new Mamas and Papas tour. Uh, I guess it would have been the late 70s, maybe early 80s, when the new mamas and the papas were out and they were touring the country performing. And he said he remembers seeing them interviewed on TV and that they did seem to be sitting unnaturally close to each other. But, you know, that might just be sort of a retrospective thing where you look at it now and you think, oh, well, look at that. So I, you know, I who's to say? I, it seems, if it's made up, it seems like... It seems like it's just a completely off-the-charts thing to fabricate. I mean, probably unprecedented. No, I, I completely agree with you, but at the same time, this will sell books. People are very interested in this story, and they're going to want to know more because it's a freak show-ish. It really know? is. And so people are going to want to buy that book. She's going to get huge sales off of it. And you know what? Oprah's winning out, too. Oprah's like, cha-ching, I'll have her back on my show today. Exactly. Well, you, and it's, you know, it's kind of a bumper crop for Oprah this year because she's got Mackenzie Phillips and then the, the Casey, J.C. Duggar, the, the girl who was kidnapped and then kept in the tent sitting in the backyard because she's going to make her first appearance on Oprah as well, right? And then she had Whitney Houston before that. Uh, just, it's amazing. What else is uh, going on in the world, my friend? 
Well, honestly, this Randy and Evie Quaid story is pretty awesome. <laughs> I don't know if you've been following it at all, but they were arrested yesterday in Texas. I guess they've been staying in all these really nice hotels and then just kind of bailing and not paying for the bill. And so there was a warrant out for the arrest, and they got arrested in Texas. She put up quite a fight. She was, like, wrestling with the officers. They had to subdue her on the hood of their her car. And, uh, yeah, they're mugshots, though. They were totally hamming it up. You see Randy. He's got, like, his coat over his shoulder, smiling. She shaved off all of her hair. But uh, they actually wrote, like, a handwritten letter to TMZ uh, talking about the whole thing and calling BS to the fact that they didn't pay their bill and they attached it to like a cashier's check a copy of it saying that they paid but uh I I must have missed her shaving her head I saw Randy Quaid's uh, mugshot which was uh, which was awesome by the way it was exactly how I like my future mugshot to look but I didn't get that she'd shaved her head was that just because she wanted to look kooky I don't know why all the other photos we had of her she had like long black hair and then her mugshot it's all gone fantastic of course because he's randy quaid whenever i hear about him doing anything like this i filter it through either a his fighter pilot character in in independence day or b the cousin eddie character uh you know in national Lampoon's vacation where he's like uh, emptying his portable latrine out into the gutter so that <laughs> that guy is entertainment value incarnate no kidding wow right? all right my friend i know it's a busy day for you have a great weekend we will talk to you next week sir Thanks. Later. Thank you. Good you, you go. Near uh, Dax Holt, uh, every night, 1130 on Fox 12 with uh, TMC TV. You can see him doing his uh, thing right there. Doing his thing right now, Tim Riley at the news desk. In the news with Tim Riley. Good morning from the KUFO News Center, downtown Portland, 850. Highs today will be in the low 80s and a nice weekend. No rain till Tuesday. Mackenzie Phillips is downplaying her 10-year affair with her dad. People say for 10 years I had this relationship at 18. I was molested. Then maybe three years later, I started waking up with my pants down around my ankles. And then maybe two years after that, it became consensual. So to call it a 10-year affair or a 10-year relationship is not not correct. Relax. Go to the grab-and-go coffee place in Everett, where bikini baristas are standing by. After the driver ordered coffee and paid, the barista held up the change, about $16, and asked if he wanted something extra. When he asked what, she says, a flash, and proceeded to drop her bottoms, flash her vagina, (laughs) then turn around, spread her cheeks, and flash her rear. Then she turned around again and flashed her vagina. The townspeople are upset about these value meals. For extra money, these women would expose um, their entire body. They would take, if they were wearing a bikini, they would uh, either take it off or, or at least lower it. Uh, they, uh, there were some allegations, complaints from our citizens that, that they were performing whipped cream shows between two, two of the women. First of all, wow. I, I, there's something, I can't quite put my finger on it. There's something there when he talks about the flashing of the vagina. Then, then the bottom part. And then, but then he ends with the vagina thing again. It's like he's almost, it's he's like he's fascinated with the vagina. I, well, it's like he's got it in the wrong order somehow, or he's somehow confusing the chain of events. And also, look, I hate to work blue here, but I, I think I speak for everybody when I say, the spreading. But that's the worst part. That is the worst part. Yeah, you're doing it wrong, sister. That's a. Well, th- this is a drive up. They're they're limited to the space they have. Well, and I don't understand because is that? It, well, I guess it's illegal, but I mean that's just the same as stripping. I mean that's not doing anything that other people don't pay for. Yeah, I think it's got to be. Well, where is this at, Tim? Everett. It's got to be zoned as a sexual business, though. Like it's got to be zoned as a sexual as an adult business. Yeah, the uh, the the, uh, the spreading part. I. No, I, I I don't think. I mean, look, what, whatever your whatever your your pleasure is, I suppose. I just uh, 
that seems like a specialty item. You know what I mean? That's um, that's like one of those coffee drinks that has like 14 shots or something that nobody really wants. It's just, you know, it's it's there in case somebody orders it, but you don't really expect anybody to. Yeah, the, uh, no, that's, uh, all right, here's Tim Riley. Beware, there's a cougar somewhere around Estacada High School. A woman was driving her car. When she saw it, she was startled to see the giant cat. She flashed her lights on the cat. And it stood there staring at her. It remains fearless. Hey, by the way, has anybody seen that Cougar Town thing with uh, Courtney Cox? I have not, no. No, Busy Phillips is in it, too, and I love her. Who's that? Busy Phillips. She was on Dawson's Creek. She's not related to Mackenzie Phillips, is she? No. That might be her love child. It's, well, I mean, <laughs> what, we were trying to figure, I guess, okay, no, no, no. Here's hey, maybe the question. she is. Well, she is an actress. Well, let's assume for a moment. Let's take the Phillips family at face value when it comes to who is related to who and how. Okay, there's once more for the record here. John Phillips and Michelle Phillips from the Mamas and the Papas. They are the mom and dad, presumably. Um, Mackenzie Phillips is their daughter. Yes, is that true? Is Mackenzie Phillips Michelle Phillips' daughter? I think so. Because Michelle Phillips is hot, and Mackenzie Phillips is not. I'm sorry. There's just no way around that. Well, she looks like she could have been hot, but she's all meth face now. So. <laughs> if, if, I, no, I, she looked that way since the 70s. No, she, she was gangly. She was all droopy and no, stuff? And buck-toothed. Yeah. Big horse teeth. And, I mean, look, not I guess... Not all attractive. I guess pretty... Well, I mean, pretty only, enough for... Uh, only a father could love her, really. I was going to say a face only that only a father, a father could, could love, love, and that's just a start. Yeah! Yeah! That's right. Comedy! Then she turned around again and flashed her vagina. Your father is supposed to protect you, not you. I'm going to interview Eric Weihenmayer, who climbed the highest mountain in the world, Mount Everest. But he's gay. We shouldn't end everything now. <laughs> uh, hey, before we uh, do that, though, a couple things. Uh, be sure to listen on Monday when our guests will include uh, Christy Turnquist from the Oregonian. We will do the Mad Men recap. Also, let's not forget this Sunday, season premieres. I mean, this is how busy this week has been. Season premieres of both Dexter and Californication. Uh, I have seen the season premiere of Dexter. Uh, it is awesome. Uh, Nibbler saw it before I did, uh, but Lithgow, is, he, he will own this season. It's, uh, he's creepy, man. He's only on screen, I'm not spoiling it, he's only on screen for a few minutes. I mean, it's the, you know, just the first episode. He's freakish. Oh, yeah, it's way in just those few moments. Yeah, this season's going to be awesome. Yeah, Dexter's, uh, it's, it's, it looks pretty great. Uh, Californication, uh, fall, in fact, I think they're immediately following one another. Dexter followed by Californication Sunday night, and uh, probably next week we'll do our, an encore of an interview with, um, with Evan Handler from Californication Sex in the City. Uh, Nathan Fillion, uh, formerly, of course, Firefly, known to many as Mal Reynolds. He's on Castle right now. That's the show on ABC. Castle, Nathan Fillion, Monday morning, and uh, lots more. So you want to be listening for that. Don't forget, the KUFO half off sale begins in just a few moments, uh, featuring a site for sport eyes. If you need eyewear for sports, they have the most advanced specific gear for your sport. They're on State Street in Lake Oswego. You go there, find the perfect sunglasses or prescription eyewear for your sport on sale in four minutes uh, at KUFO.com. Get yourself a $50 certificate for just $25. That is a sign for sport eyes. But if you're caller 10 right now at 503-228-4101, you get yourself one of those before you combine. They go on sale again, though, at uh, KUFO.com in just a few moments. We want to thank Steve Kastenbaum, Aaron Duran, Dax Holt, uh, and Sean Kinney from Alice in Chains, as well as Lars Larson for paying a special visit to KUFO Survive It and Drive It, which continues this afternoon featuring Tim Riley. Uh, Rick Emerson show produced today and every day by the lovely and talented Sarah Dillon for Rock 101. KUFO in the newsroom, Tim Riley. On the phones, Greg Nibbler. At the front desk, the gatekeepers, days in. Webmistress Bridget from upstairs. Alpha Broadcasting Marketing Guru Susan Donaff with me, Reynolds. Christopher J. Paddock, the executive producer. Coming up next, it is Smells Like the 90s with our good friend Buzz. I'm going way, way, way over time. It is Friday, September 25th. That is the frequency, Kenneth, as always. Thank you. 
you for listening. Be safe and watch out for snakes. Well, I could jump in the back here in a few, and I'll be uh, hitting it. Your father is supposed to protect you, not you. Attention broadcasters in the greater Portland area, your daily show prep is now concluded. Thank you for listening.